Greetings, fellow seekers, and welcome to our humble place of refuge. We're here to provide you with zany yet thoughtful and passionate takes on a variety of things from the world of arts and entertainment. These are things that help us get through the grind called life. Art rules and commerce sucks. Don't let the marketplace tell you what to consume. Let us. Will you vouch? Let's find out. Join us now for Secret Sources of Sustenance. episode of Secret Sources of Sustenance. Bob, it's been a little while, even by our uh, standards. We haven't recorded for quite a while. Yeah, man. Uh, it's not that we haven't tried. Uh, you're free when I'm not, and I'm free when you're not. Um, but we always make it work, and uh, busy, man. Summer like summer is way busier than school year. Oh, it like, is. It's, I'm ready for it. Well, we're, uh, we've talked about this. We're broke. You're broke the entire summer. True. From paying for child care. Right. But just running around the camps the this the that i i mean it's yeah i'm ready to get back insane. on the, the school schedule yeah. and luckily it's just a few weeks yes. away in fact uh my wife and daughter just went out and bought school supplies today i need to do that uh thank you for the reminder i think my wife sent me the uh i tell her every year just to pay the school to do it yeah by the and then we never the um the pack yeah i figured yeah. it out it, you're only you're only lo- you're only like it's it's like 30 it's like 15 dollars a kid more if you have the school do it yeah so worth it so like next year i need to figure out like for the convenience who do i pay how do we do this yeah of course my daughter had to get like custom trapper keeper new backpack all that stuff you can't get in the pack you know what i mean absolutely so they went out and did that tonight but uh yeah it's been a busy summer i know uh we've had trips we were just talking a little bit about that before the show we've had uh you've had house guests right this summer yes so uh but i've missed you I've missed you as well. We've we've texted, but yeah, we haven't got to see each other face to face in maybe a month. Maybe even longer than that. Yeah, last time we recorded, I think. End of June? Yeah, yeah. Wow, we're all, yeah. That's all right, man. Um, So, uh, we're here tonight to talk about. uh, (laughs) Real quick. Sure, sure, sure. I'm actually glad that it's been that long because this was. (laughs) This. this, You need to let this one digest? Yeah, dude. Yeah, we're playing in the in the deep end of the pool against oh. night. So, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> you know, you gave me Nick Cave, right? Yeah, All right, yeah. this is me returning the favor yeah, in, fine, in like yeah. film form. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we're talking. We're going to talk about the the lighthouse tonight, uh, which is a fairly uh, recent film. Uh, 2019. 2019. I believe, right? Yeah, does not look particularly contemporary it's uh black and white it's uh nearly square uh, aspect ratio um yes. yeah and it takes place i guess in the 1890s yes. which of all th- all three of robert eggers film films is the most contemporary it's uh, the, yes the most recent uh, setting yeah yes. yeah um so i thought it was a good follow-up to kiss me deadly i guess for a couple reasons um you know, I think it, it has a lot in common, I guess, with with uh, Kiss Me Deadly. 
you have uh, you know some uh, characters that are like fixated or obsessed with we'll just call it an object of illumination, right? Yeah. Um, you know it's in black and white, just like that movie. You have some shots of a winding staircase, like in that movie. The shadows. Uh, the shadows. Yeah. The expressionistic use of light. Yeah. yeah. Um, Definitely some some uh, again. Um, Influence, but I know that you had mentioned. I don't know if we mentioned this at the end of the last episode, but you had told me uh, that a, another filmmaker or actor had told Eggers yeah. uh, of the similarities, uh, especially what we'll get to uh, in regards to Kiss Me Deadly, and he was like, I, "I didn't, I didn't even realize that." But back to what we were saying during the Kiss Me Deadly podcast, that that movie, like. It, it changed the way a lot of things were done, even down the line all these years later. You, these people don't even realize that they're... Like, he didn't even realize that he was paying homage because it's been... Right. What do you, what's the word? You're, you're better with the English language than I am. It's kind of like, it's like, kinda the, like uh, entered the, the, the collective unconscious or correct, something. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. It's like osmosis. Right. Just, yeah, you know. yeah. Um, yeah, so, he, so his buddy uh, is Ari Aster, the director Ari Aster. That's right, yes. Um, okay. Who's also, uh, you know, affiliated with the same studio, A24, and um, two up-and-coming directors. And Ari Aster, you know, told him he loved the movie. And at the end, the the nod to Kiss Me Deadly was great. And Robert Eggers was like, "What are you, you know, what are you talking about?" And he's <laughs> right. like, "I'm ashamed to admit this because I went to film school, but I have not seen uh, Kiss, Kiss Me, me Deadly. Kiss Me Deadly." And good on um, him for saying that. I yeah, love for admitting it. That, yeah, know? yeah. But it will we'll, when we get to that part of the movie, we yeah. can talk about the comparisons. But I think there's yeah. definitely a so, comparison so, to be made. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is Robert Eggers' uh, second film of the three that he's done so far. He was only in his mid-30s when he put this thing out, which is kind of and, crazy. And so, so very quickly, I uh, went to, to uh, I believe this was on Hulu, uh, streaming. But what I did is, so I went to, to Vudu, uh, and I, like, every couple months if I'm bored, you know, I'll be on my phone, like, in the bathroom or whatever, and I'll see what sales they have because sometimes they'll do like 4.99 movies and i'll just buy them to have them like digitally right they had uh the witch and the lighthouse for 11.99 so i just bought them for both that was a deal right that's a great deal that's a great so deal. you bought have you okay so, have you watched the witch yet no okay no, i'm saving it because i thought we may we may use that as a as another show down the line we should and you're um, sort of working so you know, your way have, backwards right because we went and saw the north in the theater and, and you hadn't yeah so then I, I went Lighthouse, and then... Uh, then which will be yeah. last, which watched, was his first. And then I watched Northman again on... Uh, it's on... on uh, uh, not Paramount... Uh, uh, is it Peacock? Okay. The CAC? Peacock, I think, yeah. So I've watched that an, another time. I, I love that movie. Did you? You wind up... Yeah, dude. Like, okay. Well, we talked about this. Remember, like, I wanted to see it again. Like, yeah. My God. Like, that... that more that, you liked it more in the second on the rewatch. Yeah, man, because we, we talked about it a little bit on here, but we've talked about it personally too. Is like with with the Northman, like it's almost like a week later after seeing it, I, I was st- I, I it was I was still thinking about it. I didn't know like when we all left. I think we all kind of felt like I didn't not like it, but I was just kind of like I didn't know how to take it. Right. Uh, much like this film. That was me uh, walking out of Nope last night. I'm still, I've been thinking about it yeah. nonstop. You're, you're, and you're chewing on me to go. I, I might have it. Yeah. And those are, those are the yeah. movies I love the most, right? Or the yeah. ones that like you walk out and you're just like, huh. Like you're a little unsure because. Um, well, because they didn't just serve it to you to where your brain's like, hey. They didn't spoon feed it, it to you. No. So you're, right. 
Right. You got that, you know. And you think, you know, you think you know, and then you go out on YouTube and you're like, you you Google the name of the movie, film analysis, and you try to say, you know, figure out, did I connect all the dots? And, you know, inevitably there's going to be some stuff that maybe and, you And miss, sometimes but... there's just not some dots, like, you don't have to connect the dots. Like, I think with The Northman, you don't necessarily have to connect any dots. No. It's more it's of like, a... That's a pretty straightforward yeah. story. Yeah, but the thing with him... Um, Eggers. With Robert Eggers. Is that is it Robert Eggers? It's Robert Eggers, yeah. Robert Eggers. Uh, is, and in this film as well, so the two films that I've seen, you've seen all of his films, and I don't know if, if The Witch is like this, but I will tell you, like, in my opinion, the main character is the pacing. Yeah. He, he, pacing is very, very important to him, and he uses it in, in different ways, different feelings. Like with The Northman, it was like, I was mad about how long it felt when we left. Like, I'm like, my God, we were in there two and a half hours. It felt like eight hours. Mm-hmm. But then the more I thought about it, I'm like, brilliant. He did that on purpose because it it, it felt epic and long. and Yeah, that isn't epic. And it wasn't that long, but the way that it was shot and the pacing of it. And then so then when you Very see this Very deliberate. One, yes. Yeah. Yes. Same, same thing here. Yeah. I, it, at least I Absolutely. I uh, beautifully shot film as well. And, and like... He knows, I how guess, to, he knows how to shoot a movie. He absolutely, Dude knows how to shoot a Absolutely. Movie. And yeah. I guess, you know, he was meeting with Defoe, trying to get Defoe to do this movie, and Defoe was a little taken aback because um, Robert Eggers said, like, this is my vision, this is what it's going to be. And it was this very, obviously, specific thing, and, like, um, Willem Defoe, you know, figured there'd be, like, an opportunity, not to ad-lib, but, like, to modify some things, and, and Eggers was like, nope, this is what it is. And he's telling this to, you know, Defoe, who's been in the industry yeah, you, for, you forever it's a very specific like, vision but like to be in your mid-30s and do a movie like this with that vision you know and that cinematography and everything like just i don't know it's uh, something well and, and and this is from what i've read is this is the this is the his favorite film that he's made because uh he, he does it, well we i think we we off air, mm-hmm. like we're on a radio show every night, but, but off podcast, <laughs> right, right. We, we talked about the Mark Marin interview, which was uh, oh, yeah. really good, the WTF, With, yeah. Robert Eggers from, I don't know, four or five, six months ago. Yeah, it was right, um, right before the North one came out, around when, yeah. when it came out, yeah. Yeah, well, so yeah, it's a couple months, three months in there, right? Has it already been? Yeah, probably a few, few months, probably. April, or, anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, he was saying that that film, if I understand this correctly, was... was it turned out exactly the way that he envisioned it. Okay. And it was the like, only one of his what films. What was in his that... head mapped perfectly to what wound up on the film. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know, I watched it. I've seen it three Which times. Which I'm worried about him. Like... Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've seen it three times now, once in the theater with uh, Dave, and we just kind of sat there, like, trying to figure out what we just what just happened, you know. And I'm then... not going to lie, dude. Like, it... That's one of the most... You know me, I like weird stuff. Yeah. Uh, that was one of the most... I still don't... I still feel uneasy. Like, it was very uneasy and just, like, I don't even know what happened. Like, I, I, I mean, I you know, there's... But there, so I have, I have thoughts. We'll, yeah. We'll get into it. And did you wind up watching it twice? Twi- yeah, twice. I was more uncomfortable. <laughs> the so, like, second the, first time time you're, the first time you're in... Uh, like almost in in not disbelief but like a little bit of shock like what is because it like mm-hmm. and i think i had mentioned to you very vague because we don't talk a lot of details but i was like it's it's and it goes back to the pacing i mean it was literally 
you you it was two movies. It was like the first hour and the second hour, and I'm not I'm like legitimately at the end of the first hour. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can you can take those two things away, and that's what like the thing that blew me away was that first hour is very slow and like I'm not gonna lie, I was like, what what is this? Mm-hmm. Like, what are what is he doing? Mm-hmm. What's the point? Mm-hmm. Like, this is very boring and dull and the black and white and the but like the acting was fantastic, right? Like I and I appreciated the. You just didn't know where he was going with yeah, it. Yeah, I was just like, what? And then holy shit! <laughs> like, yeah, I think you're right. It it is like uh, almost it's split almost perfectly in the middle, and and the, the second half is like a whole different thing where just shit. Quickly, right. and, and quickly unravels. On purpose, right? Oh yeah. So he made it so mundane, boring, and slow for an hour, and then just was like, "Oh really?" Like, I think he was setting up some things. Oh. He was setting up yeah. some things. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he sure was. <laughs> yes. Um, so like all of Egger's movies, super historically accurate, period piece, right? Like the attention to detail. The language was fantastic. Yeah, I, you know? I watched it with my subtitles on, just because uh, okay. I didn't get the opportunity to do that Did in the they theater. do it correctly? Uh, it seemed like it, okay. yeah, and it was just a little bit easier to follow. Not that it was, it's hard to follow the dialogue, but... But there are a few key pieces where you got to, like, turn the TV up because, like, especially, well, you know, the second part, when they're in a certain state... Oh, yeah. And you can't hear, like, like when they were laying with each other, like, like what, I had to rewind a couple <laughs> times and turn the TV up, you know, so the subtitles would have been... Yeah. Would have been nice there. I love the subtitles. Uh, maybe I'm getting old. Um, and uh, this There's one... no baby. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like uh, like all of his uh, films, they kind of revolve around folklore, or they have like a surreal or supernatural uh, element to them. Um, I guess metaphysical. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's because he grew up super secular, right? Non-religious. And so he was sort of drawn to this like mystical stuff. Right. Um, and he lived up where the, like this, the it was like what Massachusetts or up where like the uh, New Hampshire, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, which two of the three movies, uh, this one, The Lighthouse, and then The Witch, take place in New England, right? And so there's a lot of speculation that he's going to do like a trilogy of New England movies, and there's one more coming that you know is like The Witch or like, okay. like The Lighthouse. Um, and he, uh, yeah, he co-wrote this one with his brother Max. Did you read up on this at all? Yeah. So so. It was actually Max had had taken and run with it, right? And then he just couldn't put it together. Max took an uh, uh, an unfinished Edgar Allan Poe short story by the same name called The Lighthouse, and he was trying to like uh, turn it into a a film or you know finish it and and just kind of stalled out. Mm -hmm. So Robert jumped in, and then he mixed it with this uh, myth uh, from uh, Wales, I guess, about. two people that were in a lighthouse and one of them winds up murdered right so right. he sort of like folds that into like this poe unfinished yeah. poe story yeah. and comes up with with this uh i don't like how would you characterize this film like what genre dude i don't think you can yeah like, it's it's weird it's like german expressionism meets horror meets sci-fi meets drama meets like i don't it's 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 it, again and we've talked we've we've covered a lot of things that are like this and the cave is a good uh a good uh comparison because it's it's uh like it's art mm-hmm. like it, i don't you know i i didn't feel like i was watching a movie same feeling i had when i watched mandy same thing you know there's all these it's 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 you have to it's it's more of a experience than a yeah 
than a movie. You know? Yeah, I would. Uh, Very unsettling. <laughs> I agree with that. Un- unsettling definitely puts you. Is that a genre? At ease. That, this would be at the top of the list. Well, I mean that's yeah, and it's not even like the horror aspects that are unsettling. But really, it's, just it's a, not even a horror. Like I don't even know what you would call that, dude. I, I kind of just the, the only thing that comes to mind for me is like it's like a two man play. Because there's really nobody else in this, right? It's like it's so like a, a two-man Broadway play, but actually shot on location somewhere. Yeah. So you yeah, have but the, like it's only them you in, could a, do that in a room, on basically. Broadway. That play easily. You could oh, you do could, this yeah. movie easily on. I, yeah, I think so too. It's I mean it's it's. Uh, well, not many people would go see it, but it's Willem. Yeah, <laughs> it's Willem Dafoe. It's Robert Pattinson, and that's about it. There is a mermaid, a woman that plays a mermaid, and then there's a uh, the guy that plays like his former boss when he was a timber worker. Well, and the guy they and the wiki that was there before him that yeah if you never see him alive there, yeah 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 so yeah. yeah but basically it's just the two of them right yeah you to, could have just had Anakin head play that part yeah exactly um this movie didn't make a ton of money as you can imagine yeah, not exactly yeah, a blockbuster why. yeah but uh critically very well received like yeah. highly regarded uh, that's why I got so much money to go out and make the Northman right because yeah. he had d- Dude, done I this just, I, want, I, I know I've told you this but like this guy this Eggers and Nicolas Cage have to work together at some point. Yes. They have to. Maybe with Defoe in there, too. Yeah, I know Defoe and, and Cage have worked work together, together before. Yeah, but that, they, like, that's what I told you. I want the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Robert Eggers adaptation with Cage's Nemo. Yeah. Like, if there's one dude, Eggers could pull that off, like, to give him the vehicle that he would need to be yeah. Captain Nemo. Yeah, well, it's another sort of nautical tale, right? Yeah. I you, mean, yeah, he just, could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the movie takes place in the 1890s, uh, entirely at this, uh, island where there's this lighthouse in New England, right? Kind of. Or does it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, bonkers movie, right? Just crazy movie. Uh, kind of cast a spell on me. Like it, this movie like just totally descends into madness, but I am, I just, can't take my eyes off of it know what i mean it's yeah it's 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 a it's you're literally uh you know if children are listening pause your ears but i mean i out loud said what the fuck probably a hundred times yeah i mean it's i don't even know like i i still that's why just coming over here and thinking about talking about it i'm just gonna tell you like honest reactions because i don't really know what to do with it (laughs) like how do you break that down how do you like dude there's Four or five ways you can break yeah, this no, thing down. Yeah, no, there's probably a hundred ways. Yeah. You really want to like, well, and that's, you know. That's but, why I love this movie. Yeah, it's like, insane. You can look at it through all these different lenses and it, it holds up either way. Um, I don't know. Tone, dread, unease. I think, um, and I don't know, I, 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 didn't, I didn't read a bunch uh, of anal, uh, analyzation. Um, but like to me, like the... Um, the gentleman's name i always forget his name um robert pattinson right pattinson yeah pattinson yep. sorry pattinson uh it to me it was like a maybe a a, a, a a thinly veiled look at mental illness like just uh multiple personalities like yeah. possibly like schizophrenia and and paranoia and just with the way that it kept going but i don't know which one it's almost like it could have been figments of everything could have been figments of his his yeah uh maybe because he maybe the, like in my head i'm like maybe the killing the guy was true and then since then he's just descending into madness and maybe this is not even happening correct i don't know 
Yeah, I think. Uh, I don't know. Well, we'll get it. We'll yeah, we'll sorry, get into that. Go, yeah, you go ahead. Um. Uh, I don't know. It felt claustrophobic to me, mm-hmm. right? And I was uh, when I did my, I guess my first rewatch. I was on this camping trip with my family, right? So I, I watched it on my phone in the camper. So at night. Like the yeah, so the camper oh. at night. Camper's like claustrophobic. I'm there watching it on this small phone. See, I would start right? panicking when they show them like in the like. Well, really, the whole thing. Yeah. Like, especially when they're in the room at that table all the time, like that. Yeah. The only yeah, place geez. they could really go. Yeah. Other than that small bedroom they had in that cottage. Um. So, uh, but I wa- so I watched it on this camping trip, right? And uh, we get to our destination the next day, and we went up to Traverse right. City, <laughs> Michigan, right? We went up to Traverse City, uh, which is. Uh, this kind of touristy destination in, in Michigan, right on, on Lake Michigan. Right. And we're driving down uh, Front Street there along Lake Michigan, and there's these seagulls walking across the road. And I'm like, oh, that seagull's getting a little close to my tire. And, like, my wife and daughter are, like, watching it on one side of the truck. And sure enough, that thing walked right underneath my tire, and I, I ran it over. And I was I was freaked out because I just watched this movie the night before, and yeah, uh, yeah, Defoe right. the Defoe character tells Pattinson yeah. that it's it's bad luck to uh, to kill a seagull, which you know for reasons we'll get into here here later. Yeah. So I thought the trip was going to be cursed, but um, luckily the worst thing that happened to me is I got uh, burnt by a, a blackstone grill. That was about okay. the worst thing that happened to me. Right, so curse curse is not real apparently got a little (laughs) little little flesh wound and you're good yep yep um i don't know did this movie make you feel claustrophobic or uh yeah it was the second half definitely um but like i said the, the the i don't know the first half was just i i i don't know i still uh, I, like I said, I think it's all with him. Like pacing is a big deal, but like the first hour was somewhat pointless. A lot of it, like uh, they could have showed you the things that they needed to show you. I mean, there was just there was a lot of repetitive, like. But also, I think a lot of that too is you you do start feeling like you like I don't know about you, but my, I myself started getting pissed off like Robert Pattinson. I was just like at Defoe. Yeah, at Defoe. Yeah. Excuse me, at Defoe, and also just. When he was going up the rocks and work, doing all that work and stuff, I'm like, I was irritated like See, him. I, like, I think that that was the point. Yeah. And then getting some of his history, a little, you know, a little yeah, bit. I think I think there were, there were he was sprinkling things in there, um, like laying the gr- groundwork for things that were going to come up oh, in the definitely. second half. But I mean, sure. when you're watching it, it's a, you're just like. Yeah, first time not knowing, yeah, not knowing yeah, like, like where, what he's gonna do with this information yeah, he's giving you. Yeah, I, that, after yeah. the first hour, like so, so the first time I watched, it, I had to pause it. So like I paused it. Yeah. Right when uh, the like the mermaid, like when he sees the mermaid out. Oh, on the beach. Yells at him, yeah. Yeah. So I paused it right after that, and I was like, oh shit, like shit's gonna start getting like crazy. Yeah. But I remember like up to that point, I'm like, <laughs> I was like mad at you. You're I'm, like, like so? what has Ben doing to me? Like what is? <laughs> Is this is this a joke? Is this some a cool trust, joke? Brother? You know? No, I knew, I yeah. knew, but yeah. just the human element in me was like, okay. But then when it ended that way, like I paused it right after that because I was like, okay. And then I'm actually glad I did it that way because then I thought for a couple of days I thought about what you had already saw, what's going to happen, or what I'd already saw, and then I was primed and ready. Yeah. When I went back in, and then the second time I just went, you know, 
all the way through. Yeah. And it was a different experience as well because I didn't break it up. Sure. But I'm kind of glad I broke it up, to be honest with you. Um, Weird. Usually I don't like that. Well, I mean, you got time. It was like 12 o'clock. I was dozing. I was like, I got to stop. Well, digest it however you're going to digest it. Yeah. 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 So you want to like? Do you want to get into the plot here a little bit? Not super deep dive, more like bullet point style. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you go how you feel All it right. should go, man. I'll just kind of comment because I don't know what direction you want to take it because you could take it a multitude of ways. But again, yeah, because here recently, I don't know the fifty of you that are listening if you agree, but I think we've done a good job of not letting ourselves get too far down, down the, the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um. All right. So. Uh, Ephraim Winslow, who is the Robert Pattinson character, right? Although we later find out that's not his real name. But Ephraim, Robert Pattinson, he comes to this island to serve as a wiki, which I didn't know what that term meant before this movie. It just means lighthouse keeper, I guess. They call them wikis. Yeah. Uh, He's there on like a four-week job. The wick, wick, I guess they get the, yeah, keep the the wick lit, even though... So to speak. So to speak. Yeah. Comes there for a month as a, basically a contractor. He's reporting to Willem Dafoe, his, uh, who apparently is a seasoned wiki. Like he, yeah, a grizzled veteran yeah. wiki. Um, yeah, and uh, Pattinson comes to work as his underling, basically. Mm-hmm. His name is Thomas Wake, right? The Willem Dafoe character. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, on this island, there's just basically the lighthouse and this like cottage that is attached to the lighthouse by like a walkway I guess you would say yeah weird kind of in case like a tunnel or something yeah, almost yeah and yeah. it goes to like a little house and that's where they yeah sleep. S- small house yep uh, very small kitchen and an up, like a tiny upstairs with a yeah like a loft small, type thing small like bedroom yeah and then a, and then like an outhouse down below yeah well, basically yeah. <laughs> well they were yeah um so you know not long after he gets there uh Ephraim the Robert Pattinson character finds this, uh, I guess it's called the Scrimshaw, like a wooden the mermaid carving. Yeah. Yeah, of the, this mermaid, right? He finds it in the mattress, right? Finds it, like, stuffed in the mattress. Yeah. And then he takes it in for himself and hides it in his jacket, I think. Yeah. Right? He takes it with him. He, he does other it. things with it, too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, later or on. to it. Yeah. <laughs> <Add> it. <laughs> and basically, like, the whole first half of this movie, to your point uh, earlier, is that Thomas, well, the Willem Dafoe character, is just a complete prick to Ephraim, right? He gives him all the shittiest chores to do, all the shittiest uh, tasks, uh, like emptying the chamber pots and uh, carrying those kerosene, heavy kerosene tanks up the stairs and uh, making him paint the the outside of the lighthouse. Um, And then I think Thomas has got it pretty cush comparatively, right? It doesn't seem like he does anything other than boss Ephraim around and then goes up in the lighthouse, uh, you know, after, after dark until the morning and man's the lighthouse. And we'll talk about what that, what that's, uh, about here. Um, and, uh, you know, some resentment grows, I guess. Uh, uh, like you said, you even felt yourself hating, uh, Thomas for, for making, uh, Ephraim do all these, these horrible tasks and just being a, just a general hard ass. Yeah. He, well, he's just a one-legged dick. <laughs> he's got that wooden leg, and he's just bossing everybody around. And he's, but, but, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll go further because I don't want to tell you <laughs> what I thought. Like when I stopped, I I turned, I went the other way. Yeah. Okay. Because of my whole mental illness thing, like I thought that it was all bull. Like, like later on, we'll we'll get we'll wait till we get there. And okay. We'll, I'll bring it up. Okay. I don't want to jump that far ahead. Um. 
The other thing uh, is that uh, William won't let Ephraim go up to the, uh, the what do they call the actual... Uh, the chamber? The chamber where the, the light from the lighthouse yeah. is... is uh, it's, it's called the lantern, lantern room. Lantern room, that's right. You're right. Yep, yep, yep. He won't let Ephraim go up there for whatever no, he reason. Lo- he locks it when every time he goes up there. Yep, he locks it. And, yeah. Um, so resentment builds not only about, you know, the disproportionate amount of work that Ephraim's got to do, but also by the fact that he can't, uh, you know, go up there, that that uh, lantern room is off limits. Um, and uh, one night, you know, Ephraim is walking around uh, after dark, <laughs> goes up into the lighthouse, starts making his way up the staircase, looks up there, like, through the floorboards or whatever, and he sees that uh, <laughs> Willem Dafoe is, is stripped completely naked, and I guess he's, like, basking uh in in the light having some kind of sublime experience i would say like uh well, yeah, like he left a, residue so well that <laughs> was sure he had, had an orgasmic right? ex- experience yeah. apparently yeah um yeah but the like the look on his eyes was something like beyond deer in a headlight orgasm like, right yeah he was, was like a like when they show him in the movies when people are, have been abducted or they're being abducted yeah. by aliens not humans. yeah like entranced yeah yeah it was like a beatific vision yeah it was tractor almost, beam like yeah, yeah yeah like but to me it was it's more like he was having like a religious experience some like he was he was well he was controlled by something else at that point he was he was i mean it, he was drawn in yeah. couldn't control himself and what yeah was having some sort of a pentecostal type right he submitted himself to, to some kind of higher yeah power or something yeah yeah um like he's like tapping into some kind of like divine insight about mm-hmm. the natural order of the world or like secrets Something. of the universe. You know, yeah. it's like that kind of experience. Or the devil. Like you could go right. You could go negative or like who knows what it is. You don't know Unknown. what it is. You don't know. Yeah. You what, don't really know what he's getting out of the experience. Like you do know that he's getting something out of the experience. Yeah. Well, then it makes you think like, what the hell? And then they they like remember when they show it and there's like that octopus thing that keeps reoccurring in the movie. Yeah. And the tentacles and the... Remember yes. they show that up yeah, there? Yeah, do you want to like, talk about that now? Well, because they show it when you're just talking about when he goes up there and... In that part, yeah, yeah. He's, he's in the tractor beam and he, he uh, climaxes and it's dripping down underneath the, the, the wood to where Robert Pattinson is and he, you're like... Yeah. Because at first I'm like, then they show and they show like that tail yeah. or tentacles let go of him yeah. or something. It was I think it was him. Like... It was in there, like, wrapped up or whatever. And then I thought, well, maybe the stuff was coming from the tentacles. Because I was like, what is that goop that he... <laughs> well, it could have. Well, it could have, like, right? I didn't think... I was like, yeah. what's that goop? And then, like, they show that. and, they, and then, But then they show Willem Dafoe, like, he's just had an orgasm. And he's like, oh, you know, and he was naked. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh, my God, is that what was dripping there? Oh, boy. I, I still don't know. Could be either. I don't know, yeah. Because um, that thing was real slimy every time they showed it. Well, and that was part of him part of Willem Dafoe we just didn't know that at the time but you see it in a vision later on in the movie oh that's right yeah that was part of Willem Dafoe in one interpretation of the movie is like a because they show it again when he yeah when when again when Pattinson like I said I feel like this is all Pattinson being mentally ill like and none of this we'll, is we'll talk legit. yeah 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 you know um but but he see yes whenever he sees uh he has the vision with Defoe and then the, the, his ex-boss that he kills, mm-hmm. and then himself. Mm-hmm. He sees himself, right? And that's when they show that, yeah. that like, 
whatever it is. It looks like a giant squid thing, but they don't show what it is. It's like a, it's like squid arms. Doesn't that what it reminds you of? Or... It's like octopus arms. It's got like yeah. suction cups Se- on it. Yeah, and tentacles. And it's slimy. It's like, giant, it's yeah. like tentacles. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in, um, yeah, in that way, it's almost like Lovecraftian, like... There's you get some H.P. Lovecraft yeah, vibes, you know. Anytime yeah. you see tentacles or sirens or whatever in this movie, he's got yeah, got both. Very, you're, that's a very good uh, uh, Lovecraft. Lovecraft, yeah. uh, you know. I think it, may, it, it, it again, it made me think of Color Out of Space too. Well, I think Edgar says that too. There's a lot of Lovecraft's okay. influence on this, right? Right. But there's a an interpretation if you look at it through the lens of Greek mythology. It makes more sense who he would be, but we'll we'll save that oh, for the end here. Oh, you're Yeah, you're you're more well versed in that than I. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm well versed, but just kind of reading about this movie, okay. you kind of you uh, pick up on these things. But so but... that instantly, so like at that point, I was like, "What in the hell?" Because I was like, at first I thought the mermaid was up there. Yeah. There was a mermaid up there. Yeah. And then when they first showed the slimy thing, and then I realized it was like tentacles. I'm like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait a minute is. Later on, I'm like, Defoe's madness, he's envisioning this. The other dude's seeing the mermaid, like, what? And then you just start getting, like, you, you pull little pieces out, but it, at the end, I'm still like, I don't know. What well, and what you learn over the course of the movie is that you have an unreliable narrator. Like, yeah. Robert Pattinson's character. Completely unreliable. He's got something going on, and you don't know how much of it is kind of the guilt for what he did before he got to the island versus just being... Um, stranded with this guy that he that he hates um uh you know busting his ass all day um and and just you know wants to be out of there and can't can't escape it and so that's like that's his descent into madness or then like they start drinking the the booze and then they take it past that and it's like where does the insanity start with robert pattinson does it start does he have it when he gets to the well i think because of the very end like i think that it's all just his it's all just mental like it's it's the whole thing is is in his head the whole thing is not a dream i don't know if like if 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 he he shipwrecked there because they show that little thing when he's trying to get off the island like remember the little boat like oh you're dory yeah the dory yeah so i'm like is this guy like crazy and he jumped overboard or got off a shit and and he ends up on this island he's hallucinating yeah I, i don't know but it yeah but at that at that point, you know, you some, know like, something's you know, off. Like right, you see you know, in a, yes. you know see an octopus tentacle, you know, at the top of a lighthouse. Right. Something's going. on. Well, you on. went from mermaid to that. Yeah. And then I'm trying to like I think you do too. You're trying to piece together like, well, okay, what is there a creature on the island? Is there a? Yeah. And then about ten minutes after that, you're like, oh no, this yeah. is just yeah, madness. madness. Yeah. Um, well, so like. Even in that first half of the movie, before it gets too crazy, there is a bunch of weird stuff that starts happening. Little to by him, little, right? yeah, yeah, tiny little things. Uh, he's like the bird. There's the well, the the seagull that's just tormenting him like crazy, yeah. right? And Ephraim tells that starts happening pretty early. Yeah, yeah, and it's like nonstop. Right. That seagull. Every time he goes around. out to the. Yeah. What like the suit like. The cistern. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Cistern. The cistern. Yeah. Um, it it just basically harasses him like you know non-stop from the time he gets on that island and right. uh defoe uh sees that he's he's uh you know about to attack it or he's angry at this this seagull and defoe warns him like do not do this it is bad luck he doesn't tell him at that moment why it's bad luck but he's like it's bad luck don't mess with this uh, seagull so the seagulls fucking with him uh i think he's like hallucinating sea monsters at one point uh when he sees that tentacle up there in the lighthouse you know maybe that's 
in his head. Um, what else? Uh, he's got a the dream mermaid. where he's like drowning under logs. Then the mermaid that. Oh, the logs, because he was a logger. Because he was yeah. a timberman, yeah. That's what I'm saying, dude. This is all. I think it's all his. Guilt or. It's repre- all his. Like, I don't know what, what it's from or what happened or what's real or what's fake, but I will tell you that there is only one character, in my opinion, in this movie. And it's, it's him. It's just. It's his madness. Pattinson's character madness and everything the Defoe thing is he's creating that yeah and he's, and he's creating that character because he needs to to not only justify his anger but at the same time he like almost creates it in a weird like uh what was the with the like a like an Oedipus com- complex like except for with a dad figure like it yeah and there was like some like intimacy like it was just there's a lot of weird like he had daddy issues or something and he needed a daddy but he hated his daddy and he's like fighting him and then loving him and then he's like maybe he was questioning his sexuality because there was a couple points there where it looked like maybe they were gonna have relations yeah and i was just like whoa and that's why i was just like okay i think this is just one guy's descent into madness i think that's one way to interpret it and the reason the reason i say that though ben is because like later on when when uh Defoe's like, like telling him he just did what Defoe did, and he's like, or am, am I a figment of your imagination? Or like, when I'm like, and then that, that's when I was like, okay, like, yeah, that's like the little subtle thing for us to know, like, okay, maybe this is clearly about. Yeah, know, I, I don't I think don't there's a question that he loses his mind. I think the question is kind of how at what point in the movie, what point in the movie, I think it was and, already gone, and what caused it because there are just. A variety of like exacerbating factors that could have led to his, his oh, madness. As you like, yeah. As you go through the plot, it just it, the craziness escalates and escalates and escalates, and it's like, okay, at what point did he flip his shit and, and flip out, or did he come to this island, you know, a mess, a uh, psychological mess, because he was racked with guilt and he was running he killed, from yeah. something. Yeah, he wanted to try to run from something, but inst- he couldn't, yeah. and it got worse, and then he just warped himself all out. And- yeah. Maybe Defoe was there and Defoe died like before we like knew, yeah. you know, and maybe that bird was Defoe, like, and so, I, and, or I don't know. I don't know. So I have, I have thoughts on all this stuff. Okay. Um, um, and I hate to, you know, keep going back to like plot points or whatever, but I just want to use it as like a jumping no, a off, good, yeah, a jumping yeah. off point. So there, dude, dude uh, look, there's no, there's no order with this movie. You need to tell, like, yeah, it, I think people are getting the gist of, the, yeah, what's going on. So now you can kind of, <laughs> yeah, it's basically bounce around. It's two I mean, guys it's, in a lighthouse in a cottage, going um, crazy because there's a, 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 well, they they think they're getting off the island, and then there's a storm coming, and the storm basically causes them to not be able to get yeah they that. get they get beached there because mm-hmm. of the the storm and nor'easter come comes in do you want to talk about what right. causes that that nor'easter do you think you know why that or do you think that was just a random a random no storm? no no you you go ahead because I, I i'm you go all right I'll so go he what you're gonna say that seagull yeah, yeah. sets him off yeah one, one last time right just right. just right because is that right when he that's was, right before the storm like so, so well, no, no. Listen, like, so he was painting that lighthouse, hanging to any fu- and he fell, landed on his back, right. right? And he gets up, and he's all pissed off, pissed off, and obviously in pain. Yeah. He just fell, yeah. And that seagull starts giving him shit again, yeah. Right, and he grabs yeah. that seagull, right, and picks it up and I just hit. beats it to applesauce, basically against like, oh, dude, the ground. Yeah, he I mean, grabs it by its neck and just feathers it. So did, was that little... just shocking for you to kind of see a, a man do that to a seagull? 
Uh, Have you ever seen anything like that in a movie? And like, not in a movie. Uh, but that didn't. That I mean, that didn't bother me all that much because um, I've seen some nasty shit. You really hate animals. seagulls. Uh, no, um, <laughs> but the the level, like the the extreme as to which the degree of little, rage and like intensity yeah. to it. Right, but like that. That's when you knew. Like that's when I started turning on him. All right, so Defoe told him it was bad luck to kill a seagull. Right. And then over dinner later that night or the next night or whatever, he tells him why, and he says his theory is that it's the traps, it's the the trap souls of sailors or or sailor souls are trapped inside seagulls, right? Right. Um, which is when I hit that seagull in uh, in Front Street <laughs> in Traverse City, that's what freaked me out. Yeah, you texted me. I took out a sailor. A sailor, yeah. <laughs> um, so as soon as he kills that thing, oh. immediately thereafter, it goes up to that weather vane. The camera pans that weather vane, and it spins like crazy, Correct. and it stops in the northeast. So yes. nor'easter was yes. was coming. Yes. Right. Yes. So one idea is that he killed when he killed that seagull he set the curse he upon said, himself right. right like remember all these eggers movies are based on myths and like it's new true. england folk folk tale okay and it so it was he... when he killed this seagull that's when shit um oh 100 just went crazy and, and that that to me marks the halfway point of that film is when that uh he kills that seagull and that yeah yeah, yeah. That, well, that's the end of the first act <laughs> yeah, um it's like, yeah now some shit's gonna happen now some shit's gonna happen right although i would argue that the, the mermaid screaming was that after or before i think the mermaid screaming was before i feel like that to me is when like that's when what marked saw, it for you well like i'm saying when he saw that mermaid and she opened her eyes like because he was like touching her and then she like rose up and then gave that weird like scream mm-hmm. and he ran up the and, like dolphin noise that she was making yeah that's yeah. when i won't say that but that's when i knew like okay this, yeah this is gonna be Business is about to pick up. Like, what is going on? Yeah. You know? So and then it just... Escalates quickly. Correct. <laughs> I mean, within 20 minutes, we're talking where you're at. Yeah. So, I mean, so it's, they... That act... last hour goes hard. Like, it, it's like a freight train. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so the day that he, he murders that seagull, you know, that night, they get just absolutely trash. And that's the first time in that movie that Ephraim drinks, right? Remember, he, were, he turns... Right down the alcohol at dinner every every other time before but that night he's like it's my last night here he thinks it's his yeah. last night because the ferry's yeah. supposed to come the next day yeah. um and they they just get plowed just really hammered plowed. yeah like, i mean not as hammered, hammered as they wind up getting later in the movie no, but, but like, yeah. my buddy uh brian drank a 30 pack of mgd one night and it kind of looked like that yeah. <laughs> like that scene yeah. in the uh <laughs> the movie um and to, to me, this is when his reality starts to, to break, right? Is is um, when, the, when they start boos, well, you, boozing you, it up the way that they're boozing it up. Yeah. You know for sure. Like, you already have an idea, but, like, and he knows for sure, I think. Like, we know, he knows now. Yeah. Because he's allowed himself to do that, and he fought it off every other time. Right. And then, like, Defoe, like, uh, creepy, just super creepy the whole, the whole movie. Yeah. You know? Like, just this weird... <laughs> Even by Defoe standards? Yeah, man. Like, just... just trippy. He was trippy. Defoe was trippy, and then, like, that's why, again, that's why I thought the way that the way that I think, because, like, Defoe just kind of, like, would pop up at very particular times in the second hour. Yeah. Like, he, wa- he wasn't... like. And then you're like, well, he's got a purpose in every scene that he's in. 
Oh, yeah. And Pattinson, like, is either irritated by him. He, like, every range of emotion is caused by Defoe, no matter what the situation. Yeah. There's never just an in-passing scene with them. It's... No, like, he's... he's his antagonist in his head, like, for, for everything. To feel happy, to feel sad, to feel like anything he's feeling, it's that guy's fault. Yeah, I mean, he's goading him nonstop during the day. Right. Just poking the bear, poking the bear, poking the bear. Then at night, there's these moments where they're, like, best buddies, or he wants to pretend like they're best buddies. Yeah. Especially when they're... When they're drunk. Drinking, yeah. when they're hammer drunk, yeah. Um, yeah, so... Uh, second half of this movie, like Bob said, gets gets crazy he does it's after the uh, seagull thing that he goes out to the beach to empty the chamber pots and he sees that mermaid laying there yeah unconscious yeah right okay you're right yes 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 um sorry that all happens real quick yeah um then I think uh William is freaking out so Ephraim runs back to the cottage and William's freaking out because the the storm yeah that's when he know. yeah so he's yeah. scared and what well, we skipped, this is this is the day after they got hammered, right? It was the day, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. the day that Ephraim was supposed to leave. Um, they, you know, they're standing there because of this this storm. Because so, Defoe's there all the time, right? For the most part, I but believe he, so. He he's like the full time. He's because he has that log and stuff. Yeah, but I think he's like the full time, wiki. Okay. Um, so uh, the storm from the night before has ruined all the food. Right, all the rations. Yeah, it spoiled everything. So they have like backup rations that they have to dig up. So well, they, they think they have backup rations to dig. And it up. just turns out to be, I think, gin, right? Just yeah, like just cases and of cases gin, full yeah. of a liquor. So then they get into that, right? Like, um, start going even. <laughs> Boy, do they! Even, even harder. Um, and it, like, there's this whole thing where it kind of like alternates between love and hate with the two of them when they're yeah drinking. they're like literally fist fighting and then they're almost like wanting to make out and yeah yeah super weird yeah back and forth the whole yeah yeah the whole like there's like a little broke back mountain-esque uh <laughs> vibes to it, to it. Or, yeah um and then uh yeah i guess Ephraim tries to steal the keys to the lantern room one night remember he's like he's gonna stab him he was gonna stab him you know while he was there but he's kind of like hovering over him while he's sleeping trying to get that key so he could sneak right. off to the lantern room um, then he winds up at one point finding the decapitated head of Thomas's former wiki. Here's the thing: Did you notice one eye? Yeah, decapitated, well, just like, just like, just the, like seagull. the seagull. Yeah, right, or just like William Pattinson at the end. That yeah, well, and Willem Dafoe. And Willem Dafoe, they all wound up. They yeah, all. yeah. So, um, so I just connecting dots. I don't. Yeah, yeah, no. So it's like, was it? Well, like, I, is it just the ongoing curse of? of the sailor and like so everybody that doesn't like everybody that gets cursed ends up maybe I don't know I don't I don't know but see I also was thinking like how do you know that that Pattinson like that was another like cause he saw his boss that he killed as well that was more of a, a fever dream or it was whatever. more like a fever dream but the real one here it's like yeah so like was that the curse of the seagull or like did he do that was that Willem Dafoe, and then you're projecting all this. Yeah, because I think at this point he, you couldn't really tell. He had like a beard, and like it wasn't it wasn't a very. I don't think it looked like Dafoe though. Okay. I mean, I think it was definitely supposed to be a different the dude. previous guy. Okay. Um, but they had they had revealed like the night before when they were getting hammered. They had revealed uh, well Dafoe had revealed that his previous wiki had died, 
that he went insane, right? But he didn't, like, you don't die by going insane. Yep. He just said he died and he went insane, but you don't know right. how. Right, right. Uh, and then Robert Pattinson, that's when he confessed that he was a, a former timber worker, right? Like, a, basically a, lumber, a lumberjack in right. Canada. He wasn't, yeah. And then the, the name Ephraim Thomas. Winslow, he yeah. took from the real Ephraim Winslow. And his, his name was... boss that he just let die. Who he, yeah, or but, maybe worse. Yeah, and, yeah, at the very least, he he was negligent and let right. the guy die. And, well, and then his his name was the same name as Willem Dafoe. Uh, Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, Thomas. Yeah. So, again... So, the, again, there's a theory that these are two halves of the same guy or two parts of yeah, the same like personality. Yeah, multiple personalities or a schizophrenia um, or something. Yeah, Tom and, Thomas and Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was also... Did you ever watch Mad Men when that was on? No, but I know... I, I know of Mad Men. Yeah. Was, John well, Hammond. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of a very Mad Men moment because okay. Don Draper, the main character, stole somebody else's identity oh. as well. Okay. It was sort of on, on the run, but in a Thanks for spoiling way. it, Ben. <laughs> it's like the second episode they tell you this no, shit. Okay. <laughs> Show's been off. Oh yeah, I'm just saying. Statue of limitations has passed on that one, buddy. Um, <laughs> yeah, so both these both these guys may have guilty conscience. Both of them might have guilt, guilty consciences, right? Did uh, Thomas uh, kill his previous wiki, or did maybe he drive that dude insane? Like it's possible that he was pushing all the same buttons that he was pushing on Ephraim, right? Yeah. Maybe he drove that guy crazy, like he's driving. Or is it inside of? Pattinson's head, and he's just trying to kill every bad. Like I've got to kill every bad personality till I, you know what I mean? Till nobody's nobody's left. Like in his head, like schizo, like is he oh, schizophrenic? Okay. Like he's just killing, trying to in his head kill everything that reminds him of what he's done. Gotcha. And he and he can't. Oh, I, like, yeah. that's why I, I didn't think of it that way. He kept seeing like the one eye in the seagull, the one eye in the thing, and the one eye Defoe, one eye of him. I don't know. That's just what I was. Yeah. I, I had already had my theory, so I kept... Sir, I was making it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is what I think. I'm going to see if I can make it fit. <laughs> um, yeah, I was still... St- like. But even at the I'm end, st- I was like, what? I don't know. Even coming to this, I was, I'm was. i still thinking they're like two separate people. Yeah, see, I, I mean, look at I think the one. theory is that they could be the same person or yeah, two yeah. halves of the same person. That's how I see it. Um, but, but yeah. No, but you look I'm, at it I'm going character. into it like as they're two Legit separate characters, yeah. but they're both tremendously racked with guilt. That previous wiki died... Like, did Thomas have anything to do with it? And then Pattinson, with his boss, like, either he could have saved this guy and chose not to, yeah. or no, that's, he, that's it was worse than that. Anyway. that yeah. yeah. So, um, that's when you start thinking, all right, like... Let's get Robert Eggers on the phone here. No. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's when you start wondering, like, if Pattinson was uh, in a... Uh, it had, like, a fractured psyche or whatever by the time he got, you know, to the island. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so... Yeah, like, killing his boss was the stressor, and then who knows after that. Right. Because they wouldn't have brought that up. Psyche fractured. Yeah. Oh, no, it was definitely there... For a reason. For a reason. Um, and this weird thing happens where... This, I say this weird thing happens like it's the only weird thing in this movie at this point. There's, like... This one weird 150 thing yeah. weird things. Um, Thomas chases Ephraim with an axe before destroying their lifeboat. Um... But then he claims it was actually Ephraim that was chasing him and that destroyed the, the boat. So, like, that point, like... that, And that's when he literally said, like, you know, basically Defoe's character insinuated that, am I even real? Are you, like, am I just a figment? Remember he says, like, did, you, did I? Did you? 
Am I? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You're the one. Or you is know? that just him gaslighting? I don't know. Ephraim. I don't know. Is that is he trying to make Ephraim crazy? The way that he made the previous wiki no, crazy. No, I can see that too, right? Maybe like right. that's his whole game. It's just he just drives people insane fucking with people, like psych- people psychological to to the, fuckery. Because he doesn't want people to get to the light. Right. Yeah. Right. And he's it's the only thing that keeps him going. He's either directly killed or or uh, or driven insane. For, yeah. The previous wikis. Right. Don't, don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um. So did I mean? And the other thing is, you know, he was swinging that axe at him, and then he took out the dory with the the axe. That ties back to him as a lumberjack too. Well, that's right. That whole that's what I'm saying because he's. That's why I think this is, like, it's just Pattinson. Yeah, you I just think I mean? that's too simple of an explanation. That's like yeah, but he muddies it was it. all a dream. J.R. Ewing no, type not a, thing. You know not what I mean? Not a dream, like, but he he muddy, he dude. It's he muddies it up, and it's it could be a legit, serious look at someone who is going mad. Oh, I think it was that. Like so, what, that's just, not simple. Like, and what he does is he just puts all this stuff around, and he'll never say it. He's not. If, if he was here, he would. But what I'm saying is, like, he could be going legit mad, and uh, William can still be a. He could be. Or Thomas rather can be a separate. He could be a real guy, but a real but guy. But but it's the either, manifestation is not real. Like what? You don't think? The, like I'm saying, the, the version of Defoe that we see. Yeah. Couldn't maybe not be like there may be a normal dude there that's on the side. It's like you're crazy, dude, but. Pattinson's character Seeing it sees him as like, oh, he's always way. doing this. He's always doing. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. That's, I don't I all you can say about this movie is what the fuck. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's the only thing I can describe it when I tell people like that. I now I'm going to tell a few other people to see this. You know, and it's just like, yeah. So, I, well, so, you well tell me about. It. I I don't. I can't tell you. It's it's just. I want you to have to feel and go through the same thing that I right had to go through and see like let's see how it turns yeah, out. I don't want to give you any it. clues about what you might be in yeah. for here. So, they run out of the, the gin, and they start drinking a mixture of turpentine and, and honey. And honey, what, just to flavor it and make <laughs> it guess. be able to go make down? Make it paddleable, like I guess. Well, so they're poisoning themselves. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. But, again, they're like... They're getting sick, too. It, you know, this it, it escalates between, like, you know, boozing it up a little bit to, like, just going crazy, just drinking all this gin just for days on end like losing track of time like that kind of bad weeks to to yeah weeks maybe like how much time actually passes we don't know at one point he um, says five weeks well and he thinks it's one day like he's confused by how much time has passed and um but then like they they wind up drinking turpentine and, and honey and it's like Dude, this is just pure a pure descent into madness, and it just Correct. Keep, it but, keeps and, escalating. But every, everything, right? Like, so there's a lot of parallel things that are escalating at the same time. Yeah. So that's again, is it his? Whose descent in madness? We don't really know, but but it it and it just keeps adding layers to just cr- like it makes you feel very uncomfortable. Like I, I got really uncomfortable at, in some parts, just like, ugh, like. Yeah. Like what? The what he, is going to be? Heebie-jeebies. Like, yeah, just like it's so weird. Like when they were like fighting and then loving each other, and then like he's laying with them, and then, and then like uh, you he know. He gets and, all pissed off because he didn't like his lobster. He won't say yeah. he liked his lobster. <laughs> yeah, like that. Like, uh, just but tell me you like the lobster, lad. He's like, all right, you know. And he, then he starts, and then but then like, Eggers like about to me about the time I thought I had something figured out or some sort of theory, Eggers just like throws you to another, another room place. or a yeah, and you're just like, well, well wait a minute, yeah. and then. He'll bring it back and connect it, but it's not like it's not always. Would linear be the good word to use, or, or uh, not lin- uh, chronological? Yeah, well, it's it's not know, it's not for I mean. me. It's not that it's not chronological. It's just that it's hard to tell how much time is actually lapsing. And it's yeah. in the movie. I think 
uh, you start feeling a little insane in the way that the characters are. are, are well, yeah, because you're like, what, what, what is going on? What are we doing here? Like, what? Yeah. Why? What? You know, and you're, <laughs> yeah, you start feeling. I, I just started feeling very. I'll tell you, uh, I guess the best word I could tell you is that second hour made me very anxious. Oh, yeah. On edge. Yeah, and I'm yeah. not. The older I get, though, it's weird. I, I used to not get anxious and stuff, but the older I get, I have, like, anxiety. Mm-hmm. And man, sometimes it manifests itself, and it'll you be like a song, TV, or, yeah. and that shit. Like, I mean, dude, it 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 almost gave me like a little bit of an anxiety attack. Yeah. When you were in that <clears> last like twenty five minutes. Yeah, you looked down and you had like hives. <laughs> well, I paused it. I had paused the TV to like every time I watched it both times to see how much time was left because I wanted it to be over, mm-hmm. not because I. But I was just like starting to have like these like Pal- palpitations, <laughs> like mini panic attacks. I'm like, God, is this almost over? <laughs> Isn't, and I know it's coming. Isn't it nuts still, that a movie can do that to dude, you? Dude, but but uh, like it's the same way. It's the same again. We'll. T- I know we've talked about this, and I'm not tying into perp on purpose. But like, it's the same feeling as when I watched Kiss Me Deadly, Blow Out. Like, the same feeling. I'm not saying they're the same movie, but there's this, the pacing and the ang- it makes mm-hmm. me, like I want to just yeah, like just scratch out of my skin. Yeah. Like, jump out the window. Yeah. You know, like run upstairs and just I was in the bait I'm just like I just want to run upstairs and like go outside real quick just to like take a deep breath yeah 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 Yeah. Uh (laughs) I mean I like it but at the same time I'm like it's happened too frequently here recently with us too you know I gotta start picking these movies music can have an effect on you like that like you get that feeling in your your body you know what I mean it's pretty cool that films can do that too right like yeah oh my god I mean cause a movie can make you cry right oh yeah I mean, movie can make I'm, you I'm a, I'm a Michigan fan and I'm a robot, but if if Rudy comes on, <laughs> God damn it, if I'm not, you know. Yeah, until you realize that story is ninety percent bullshit, then you're like, oh, yeah, I'm Ru- not yeah. crying anymore. One point, I had a T-shirt that said Rudy sucked. <laughs> yeah. But that movie, <laughs> was a good movie, would get me. Great movie. Yeah. But you don't like for a movie to give you that kind of mm-hmm. feeling, uh, like dread or unease or something like. No, it's awesome. It's but it's not. Yeah, it's not. It makes you feel alive. But it experience very often. Right. Right. And 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 so like it's also one of those things where like I'll, you you lock it up and you cherish it, uh, but like I don't, I won't go back to this movie. Like I won't go back to the well a bunch of times. No. Like, I don't. I I get it. I saw it. Like it has a profound impact on my. Like it I've, made, I've liked it. You know. More with each. No shit. Rewatch and it's it, it's like. This okay. is climbing up the list for me, believe it or not. Well, I'm going to wait, because two, two times in, like, two weeks, I'm like... That's, you know, yeah, like, that's... Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's just kind of, like, wrap up the plot here, and then we'll talk about maybe what it means, whatever. So, uh, you know, they, they start drinking turpentine and, and honey, just... <laughs> I like how they... I like how he, like, taste tests it to make sure... That, <laughs> he's like, yep, and he's like, yep, yep, there's enough honey, and then he pours it to the other dude. Like, to me, like, this was like... You know how in... Um, in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, like the, the, it just progresses in the same same way, and then he's doing adrenochrome at one you know one point, like harnessed from the human pineal gland, like that I, that turpentine see, and honey <laughs> scene fits right in there. No, it totally right does. in there with like and now all I want to do is that montage from Hunter S. Thompson for the rest of the night. Go for it. No, I, I'm horrible at it. The, um, the, the, do you ever watch the real videos of him? Like, yeah, yeah, I've seen documentaries and stuff. Oh, dude, yeah. I would have been friends with that dude. Like me, him, and Ted Kaczynski minus the killing. Like we'd have a we'd have a fun old time out there on the <laughs> property. You know? like, <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Uncle Ted, don't calm down. I know everybody, just aside from the pipe bombs, he, he actually said a lot of things that were, were, uh, uh what about self, not self, not, uh, pro, pro, profit, uh, you know, where you, you prophesize? Prophesize. Yeah, prophesize. prophesize. There you go, prophesize. Yeah. 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 He, predict, he predicted things that came true. If, yeah, you, if you look at his manifesto, you're correct, saying there's right, actually so some, not, some hints of things that actually happen. Yeah, and that make like a lot of logical sense. But like, I right. just want to stop and say I'm not some like, yeah, he's, yeah. No, I he's don't a think, personal hero. I don't think anybody thinks that, Bob. <laughs> I know, but I, I don't do that. <laughs> Ben's like, yeah, so uh, the podcast... I find myself one ep- in every episode doing this at least once. I know. Because you know I, I don't think, I don't I don't think people think, that, Bob, that you're a want, Ted Kaczynski uh, enthusiast. <laughs> There are Ted Kaczynski enthusiasts, oh, though. I'm sure, dude. Internet, no, internet uh, is a I, big place. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> no, I just say that because uh, I, I've actually been... <laughs> I, I'm far more tame on this podcast than I am in real life, and it's good for me. But I always worry, like, when I start to level up to a little bit of crazy, I'm like, I gotta just preface it to Ben. Like, this is just entertainment. I, I want him to still do this with me. He's gonna be yeah. like... This dude's a lunatic, and then I'm I'm turning it now. This is my descent into madness. <laughs> All good. All good. But yeah, no. So You've been drinking uh, turpentine and Tur- honey. Tur- yeah, yeah. Hunter um, Thompson, back to the turpentine honey. Yeah. Yeah. So these guys, they they get crazy, <sighs> drink the turpentine and honey. You know, party it up all night. I, I don't even know if that that constitutes partying, <laughs> or it was just pure self destruction. Well, so that made me think. <laughs> that made me think that if if this was legit and they were stuck on that in that cottage on the lighthouse mm-hmm. that like this is where you were talking about the time like they didn't the turpentine and honey i mean it they were killing themselves yeah i mean yeah. essentially well, i mean the, alcohol the, the, is poison right. as well it's, it, you know, right but did you get the feeling like from the storm on you could also look at it as like they knew they were screwed and they were just trying to drink themselves to death because I don't know they what they were going to be able to go off the island. I don't know. I think they were trying to lose their self, not in the Eminem, you know, eight mile song way. I, I mean, I think they were trying to like that's how they were going to kill. Deal their, with they were trying the... to kill their egos because they had so much guilt, so much guilt over what they had each done, or maybe they were the same person. Who knows? But I'm assuming they were two different people with very guilty consciences, and they were trying to obliterate their sense of self, like like ego death to forget about it, just blackout, annihilated, right? To forget, to bury all that pain. Yeah. That's what, that's my... Didn't work. Interpretation. No, did not work. Um, so... But yeah, that that makes perfect sense. So the the last day of this movie, (laughs) Ephraim walks up, which is what's got to be the world's worst hangover, (laughs) I would think. Wakes up, the cottage is flooded at this point because the storms had just... Kept getting worse, and over Willem the course Defoe of this movie, had soiled his pants. Willem Dafoe had soiled he just his, pants. his pants, and just standing <laughs> yeah. up in the water, just crapping his pants. Yeah. Soiled, and yeah. like, I mean, this was like partying on the level of. Dude, uh, they didn't even know who they were. Uh, Jonah Hill and Wolf of Wall Street, or. Uh, yeah, this is like doing. Or DiCaprio, you know? Did like you see three eight balls yourself and not even remember? Like you just yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Wolf of, yeah, Wolf of Wall Street, Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio, and the Quaaludes. Yeah. Doing the whole, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what kind of night these guys had maybe worse um yeah so they uh you know he he gets up he's kind of stirring around the cottage the cottage is flooded because the storm has been worsening over the course of this whole movie the storm like from that halfway point the storm just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse right and then wasn't it pattinson like he's almost it's like almost reverse roles where he's like this place is trash like he's like 
now telling Defoe, like, yeah. almost like, clean this. Well, what really sets Pattinson off is that he goes through the logbook and he sees... He sees the, yeah. Thomas, Thomas has been talking shit on, on Ephraim. And, yeah. yeah, seeing he's incompetent and he's drunk, recommending his pay get docked. Yeah. And that's the thing that just finally sets Pattinson off. Right. right? He's wanted to maybe kill this guy in his mind before, but he just... But is this what his previous boss he goes did? Off. And he's justifying killing his previous boss right. with this memory? Right, because he was he was bitching about his previous boss for being the same type of guy mm-hmm. that Thomas is, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's it is it's how much of this is like him projecting a guilty conscience right. uh, onto the the scene. Um, so they start arguing and fighting, and uh, while this is going on, this is where Ephraim's having like those hallucinations where it kind of flickers between. Um, the mermaid, uh, uh, his boss, Thomas, him himself, his old boss yeah. that he that died, that he right. may or may have killed, and then Defoe as and the and then Defoe as the Protea, yeah. with, Protea the te- yes. with the tentacles. That's right? the Greek. That's the Greek connection yes. that we'll yes. talk about. Um, so he's hallucinating, um, and then Ephraim, uh, Ephraim basically just beats him down in submission, right? And then he he <laughs> he puts him in like a leash, like a dog. Yeah, so that's when it got super weird. Like, oh, you were when, fine with it up until that point? <laughs> well, no, but I mean, like, the whole, like, he was so messed up to where, like, so now he was, like, he was, like, a dom. That was a very, like, S&M thing that they did yeah. there without it was about the like It was the... about, like, domination and submission, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, but like, that was... He was, like, ha- bark like a dog, and Defoe was, like... But up until that point, the shoe had been on the other foot, right? Except so that was, when like... Woke up, yeah. To me, like, that's all this pent-up resentment that he just pushed down for this yeah. guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And when he snapped, he snapped, and he flipped the script on him, it right? He, he did. He took the power back, and he did to this guy what this guy was doing to him right. the whole movie. Right. Right? Right. To the point where he walks him like a dog to a, a shallow grave that he had dug there on yeah. the beach, and he makes him jump in this hole. Yeah. And he starts shoveling uh, sand in, in his face, just... He was gonna bury him alive. He was burying him alive. He was in the yeah. He was in the process of burying him because alive. Because he was like, I love Defoe. That was great. You know, nobody would give him credit for that. But that scene was some of his finest acting. When we spin out the dirt. And yeah, and he was cursing him on it, and he was to talk. I mean, like that was like yeah, next level acting right there by Defoe. Yeah, yeah, so. um, yeah. He was literally getting buried alive. Both. Yeah, and like yeah. the way that you know you could you it felt real. Very real. Yeah, he was just kind of going with it. Kept trying to talk in the mud's fine. He's just like, yeah, Rodney, talking all because he's got yeah. dirt and the shit in his mouth. And, and he's yeah. he's cursing out Ephraim, and Ephraim takes the key to the, the lamp. Well, room. he jumps down. So he, he jumps down and unburies him because he realizes that he has the key. Yeah. And he, so he, he needs pulls to get him that. up out of the grave, and, and you think Defoe's dead. And then he yeah. takes the keys, and then he where's he going? He's going up to the... He is, yeah. but you, you missed the part. There's two things you missed. Ephraim is cursing at him. He's, like, casting a curse at him like at that spell, point. Like, like almost like a spell. Like, yes. you yes. know, cursing him, and he wishes him a Promethean fate. He oh, says he wishes fate. him a Promethean fate. Which is the fate that he has right now, basically. No, 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 no. He has, he's right? Protea. Oh, so, so he's going... Okay, I got you. So I got then, you now. Okay. Uh, uh, Pattinson, you know, leaves the, the shallow grave, starts walking away, and uh, uh, wake... Thomas Wake pops up and comes after him with an axe, right? Well, he gets him... Gets him in the shoulder. Like the... Yeah, like... Almost like where you would cut someone... Like, if you hit somebody in the shoulder to cut their, their arm off, but it didn't cut his arm off, but it was... Right, a nasty gash. Oh, yeah, he was... Well, then I was like, all right, he's done now. I mean, <coughs> gangrene or... Ble- I mean, 
Yeah. You know, it was, was a like, serious... Yeah, it was a... Not than, merely a flesh wound. Yeah, super glue wasn't going to fix that. Right. Maybe some turpentine and honey would have. I don't know. Yeah, apparently I would have fixed a lot. Um, <laughs> fix a car. Yeah, like a tar, roof tar, you know? Um, so, uh, takes a swing at him with the axe, and then uh, Ephraim manages to get the axe back from him and just takes him out with the axe, just brutally... Well, dude, he they don't show it, but I love it because he throws him down... And then just takes that axe, and I, I imagine he did it either right in the middle of his chest or his head, because all you saw was just like, like yeah, splatter. Splat. Up. That was a cool scene. Dude. That was a cool scene. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the the axe to the shoulder was like real. That was like real. That that was very oh, yeah. uh, real, because that to me that's what, you know. But then again, the fact that he's mad, he didn't it didn't even phase him. He just stumbled around with that flesh wound, you know. Yeah. So again, it kept feeding into my. That he's just completely. Just, this is all in his. He's, in he's, his mind, because he, he yeah, shouldn't. He shouldn't be moving now at this point. He right. Shouldn't be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Let alone fighting back and taking the guy out. Yes. Um. So Ephraim goes up to that lantern room, looks into the light. His face lights up, and he screams into it like an absolute madman. With a kind of, the sound and the image was distorted. The only thing I could describe that that part of the movie for, it's like light. when it shakes, the camera shakes, and there's like the light. It's like a Nine Inch Nails video or something. It felt like yeah, but that was the, and that's the, the kiss, video for her. That's the Kiss Me Deadly, uh, like that too. Like it's it, I know what you're saying. Like it's not the exact same, but it's the same feeling you get because it's in black and white, and the way they do it. And then I was well, like, was oh my lo- god, are they he even was gonna... looking into the light? Right, and I was like, are they even gonna self? Uh, I can emulate. Yeah. Yeah. The. Yeah. Because if they would have done that, that would have been. That would have. But I like that they dead, didn't because it would have because. Like, it's almost like he, Defoe, was able to, like, take the light, like, trance into it, but I don't know why he wasn't, like, I don't, or, or did, was it too much did for you, him? And that's, or, yeah, that's a question, yeah, I had for you, is like, cause that's do, when do you think he had this, the same experience that Thomas had? Like, when he looked into the light, you think he was having the same experience that, that Thomas was having when he saw Thomas looking in the light? Or do you think he had a different kind of look on his, his face? I felt like he was more scared, like, he was more horrified. Yeah. And, like, what's weird is it was almost... It wasn't just the light. It was, like, a chamber door in the light. And they never show you what's... Yeah. ...in there. It's just... It was, like, the, the bevel or... It was the it, heart of the... Yeah, like, the jewel of the lighthouse that everything... Yeah. The crystals that everything reflects off of. And there's a term for it I can't think of right right now. But, um... So do you think he had that look in his eye because... He, his, his whole, uh reason for killing thomas was to get to that lighthouse like the, the length that he went to he killed a man to go to that lighthouse do you think the payoff was real that he whatever he thought he was going to get out of it he got or do you think it was a big nothing burger and that's why he had that like look of horror on his face like i basically i did this for nothing no i, I think, think you could read some... it either way like or he i was... think he just saw something horrible yeah because it was a legit like we, look mean, of terror look. yeah great acting on his part um and then it looked like it burned his eyes out. Did you notice that? Like, it stopped right before you could see, like, the light real, was real intense. Maybe it was just the light in his eyes. Yeah. And then that's when he falls backwards all the way down. The winding staircase. The winding staircase, yeah. And then the next time you see oh, him, I think it's, God. like, the next morning or whatever. Well, you pan down, because they see, like, a bird Oh, yeah, they pan down from the lighthouse. Is that right? Well, yeah, so they, the... well, there is no light. That's right. At the very end, there they is no pan light. from where the lighthouse is, and then they kind of come back and pan down, and you see his eye getting picked out, and then you think, oh, it's a seagull, and he's laying there. Well, then they pan down, and you can describe 
like as they pan down what's going on. Yeah, it's he's hundreds he's, of seagulls. Hundreds of seagulls basically disemboweling him, pulling his organs out, like yeah. through his torso. Yeah. He's missing he's missing, an, missing eye. an eye. Uh it's a very uh Promethean Gross. Promethean fate. Yeah, that's that's, that's the, that's the story of Promethe, uh, Prometheus. That's how uh when he so the, the backstory with the backstory, the the myth of uh, Prometheus is that he Prometheus uh, was fire, right? Light. Well, he no, he created man out of clay, and then he gave them fire. Gave them fire, okay. And so that fire was supposed to represent like illumination or enlightenment. So that's what the light, right? But they misused it. Um. Well, I don't. He. That's besides the point. Whether we misused it, clearly we've mis- misused oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. But but no, in in the myth. Uh, Zeus, as punishment, casts him to be uh, slain aside a mountaintop and ha- have his innards poked out by eagles, right? And every time he, he was, um, he, he couldn't die. So it would just happen at infin- infinitum. It would be an infinite loop of this happening to him. And so that's what was happening to the, Willem- or for the, uh, to the Robert Pattinson character at the end. He got a Promethean fate. Like yeah, Prometheus, so he's re- and then but then maybe that kicks in to where everybody that goes on that like the first sailor, Willem Dafoe, him. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, and, and so you end know, scene. That's and I it didn't end. notice That's how it ends. when it's I saw it in the theater. I didn't realize that the lighthouse is gone. Gone at the end. Yeah. It wasn't until my rewatch that I was like. Holy shit! How did I? No, that's how did I miss that? Again, all so, along? so see, I'm searching for everything to make sense with my mental illness thing or my madness thing. Yeah. And then when that happened, I'm like, okay, well, this, this isn't even. This is all just. This is just a straight look at madness. Mm-hmm. You can either say it's this dude's madness, but just madness in general. And then it's just like shows the cyclical nature of it. So like somebody that has very severe issues like this. Yeah. They can't break that cycle. Yeah, they right? get sucked so back into it. So they create things to try to break that cycle, but at least in my experience of all the people I've known with severe mental disorders, mm-hmm. they actually create more problems because that's what they're used to. Okay. And so they just go from thing to thing to thing. To, they create more problems to run away from the original problem, and they just make this awful... It's a cycle. They, they, yeah, they feed, a, a, they feed on the drama of it. Yeah, you're the, just the, chasing negativity chasing the feeling. all the time. Chasing yeah, the feeling, like yeah. That, it's almost like if you're so... Like, and, of course, some people aren't so... And that was your sense for what Robert Pattinson's yeah, like character I felt was like going he was, through. He was, just, he was beating himself And he was self-aware internally. that he had problems. Yeah. So he was flickering in and out. He wasn't just... Like, some people, obviously, they don't know, right? Yeah. I mean, but, like, the, the worst type of, of, to me, just, like, dementia or, uh, or something like this is when you, like, have those moments of self-awareness mm-hmm. and you know that you're... You've you're aware that you're you know aware. That you can't remember. And then you're back. And then, so, like, you come back into that and it's, like, there's still some self-awareness to know that, like, something's wrong with me. Yeah. I'm losing my mind. And I'm getting these little bitty flashes of clarity. But so like you remember that, but then everything else like in between the front, there, you the front edge of d- what a dementia, what that must be like. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That scares the shit Dude, out I of just, me. Uh, like, sorry, man. Like that first moment of clarity, I'm just gonna take myself out. Like I can't. It's. I don't care what anybody says. Robin Williams style. I mean, that was his the situation yeah, with him. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's it is the absolute one hundred percent most awful way. To watch a human being die. To lose yourself kind of bit by bit is like dementia. that. dementia. And I don't care. Yeah. I'm, I know you can die in much more painful ways, And but it is, 
from a human standpoint, mm-hmm. like what we're about, right? Like what encapsulates us while we're alive. Yeah. Is our memories. Yeah. At the end of the day, everything is our memories. And if you don't have those memories, you you can go mad, right? Or Alzheimer, you don't even know what you're doing. And then when you do have a coherent memory, you don't remember anything else but that. And you, it's just, it's it's so awful. Yeah, and they don't remember who you are. You know, they think that, you know, you're, the son's the husband well and they get just, they get angry too and they like revert back to ch- childhood in some ways yeah. they kind of revert back to childhood and like dealing with problems in the same way you would with a kid you know whether yeah. that's violence or or whatever and i yeah i have a family member kind of with end-stage dementia now and um my mom's taking care of her i haven't seen her you know much at all since she's had dementia but i hear i hear about it and what you're describing sounds yeah, very it's, familiar it's it's great it's and, and so like there's a little bit of that in, you know, varying degrees, but that same, like, so, like, that same helplessness. And then, so that's what gave me anxiety, too. It's like, because, you, you, A, you don't really know what is going on in this movie. At the, I mean, you and I can talk about it all we want, yeah. and we can make sense, and we can make sense with each other. Oh, that's, yeah, that, uh, I get, but, uh, but you don't really know, neither do I. Uh, what I like about it, it, I think, is a look at madness. I think there's, like, four or five different ways you can look at right. it, and that's what I like about it. I Absolutely. like that if you... You can and, take it literally. And he, he's not saying which one is right. He should never. It's up to you. It's like uh, That's art, right? it's like a Rorschach test, right? Yeah. Like you look at this thing, what and you, you're going to make out of it. It says more about you than it says about the movie. Yeah. But the fact that you can do that and have uh, all these different interpretations is, I think, what makes it cool. Like I, I love yeah. when I love when uh, you know a, a, a story is an allegory for something else. Always, right? always. Right. That's cool enough. Like yeah. when one thing is working on two levels, like. That movie Nope I was telling you about that I watched last night kind of works at surface level and a much deeper level, yeah. saying two different things at the same time. Yeah. This movie is saying like three or four different things at the same time. Yeah. There's you can look at Maybe it through more. three or four different right. lenses right. and come up with a correct interpretation. That blows my mind. Well, and then the fact that he like makes it an art piece. Like so like the art separate from you, we could have a whole nother hour talk about just the cinema photography, the way that he filmed it square, the way that... I, I love the way this... The lighting. This, I love the way he he films scenes in all of his movies that I've seen, two of them now. It, they're tight, they're real, they're believable. Yep. They're... they're There's nothing wasted in the it's frame. It's like you Not and I a wasted out, frame. outside watching something happen in the street. Yeah. Because that's what you and I'd be looking at. When you watch his movies, that's how you look. Like... Most well, of the time, I or know. To me, it's like it's like every shot is an oil painting. Like every frame of this yeah. movie could be hanging on a wall somewhere. It's like that rich. Absolutely. It's like, it's like just and it's in black and white. Black and white. I think it was shot on thirty-five millimeter film yeah. in four perfectly by three. Perfectly square in one one point one nineteen aspect. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, not perfectly square, but cl- uh, that close. Yeah, and then and yeah, most. Well, what's weird though? That's the other thing I noticed. Did you notice that it was four three, but then it went to widescreen? Did so it? for the, yeah, dude. For watch for like the first twenty thirty minutes, it's 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 four three, uh-huh. and then it takes it shows full screen. Does it ever go back to four to the? No. Really? No. Okay, now you're gonna make me watch this thing. Again. Well, just look at the front, look at the back. <laughs> but there's a, there's a time there where it transitions because like I noticed like at the beginning when they show the and the boats coming in. Yeah. It's in four three. I thought it stayed 4-3 the whole movie. No, and then when it gets dark, at least for me on Voodoo, unless maybe Voodoo jacked it up. But then the first time it kind of goes real dark when it comes back, I get okay. to see the whole screen. 
All right. Well, if that's really true, then that's that's something else too. That's like and another layer of this thing. And then I think the end it goes back to 4-3 when he's laying on the thing. Okay. See that. Check that out. So here. Just and that could be another allegory for. Is that the correct thing? Oh, yeah, allegory. For, for mental illness or beginning and end of something like so. Like we know maybe like the 4-3 mm-hmm. was the only thing that was real. The ship coming in and him Those getting pecked to death on the rock. That's what I'm saying. It's got to signify something. I mean, everything's intentional. But you with check him. to see it's maybe it's like I said, maybe it was just something because I I okay. bought it. I didn't Blu-ray. It was no. You very well might be right, movie. and I just might have not known it, or maybe um, it was so gradual that I don't. It was don't know. very gradual. Um, but like questions I had coming out of this movie, and I, I this is why I love it. I love it because it is ambiguous because you, there you don't know, and there is no like right or wrong answer, but like. You know, was Thomas deliberately manipulating Ephraim, like kind of pushing him into insanity? Um, and is that what Thomas did to that previous wiki? You know, he drove, he's driving both these guys mad, or did he actually kill the previous wiki? And if he if he killed the wiki or had something to do with that guy going insane, it was like, does he have his own guilt issues that are sort of like parallel to Robert Pattinson's guilt issues? Or could you issues? just flip it and he's projecting, his, this is all his madness projected onto Robert Pattinson onto no vice versa now like oh it could be it could be I mean and there's a theory that like or like we said they're the same person they're the same person and uh that uh um Thomas is is like the id like giving into his basest desires he's the first one to drink and just get plowed and everything like um and that uh uh Robert Pattinson's character Ephraim is like the the superego right like Tighten and control until that second half of that movie. Like he's, he's got everything kind of bottled in and mm-hmm. in control mm-hmm. until he snaps and then it all right. comes out. So like up to that point, he represents the super ego. So there's okay. that way to look at it. I don't. Um, so, and then, uh, or was, was did Thomas start messing with him even more once he found that head? Because now he knew there was a witness to what he had done. I mean. Yeah, but he didn't Did, seem like. I mean, it, he was treating him like shit the entire movie. Yeah, but movie. the film's character never seemed like like when he's. I know what you did, you know. Like he didn't. He never seemed. It, it, he just seemed more of like a like a not real to me. To me, like the feeling I got was like he was he a was, figment of his imagination. Yeah, or it was a point like he was. Whatever he was saying was like something you need to like. Okay, what's going on here? What's he? He's this and like. It was just strange because his reaction to things were totally different than... They didn't mirror the... The, the severity of the... Yeah. Situation. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then do you think Ephraim killed his former boss or just let him die? We could have saved them and let him die and, you know... Well, yeah, maybe, but... And maybe that is... Maybe that is a legit thing that stressed him to go mad, like, and then... He's like running from it by taking this job and getting a fresh start. Cause, I mean, oh, he's definitely running. Well, he running says from it. his past. He said, yeah, he, yeah. And, they, and we don't know what his past is, but it's not like good. Yeah. You know, I mean, other than the fact he let his boss die, but I think there was other issues going on. Yeah. Probably drugs and, or I mean, alcohol at that time. Uh, and then he goes there, and then I, I don't know if all of that is like I said, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, that, those are my questions too. Like, at what point does his psyche start stop start to fracture, right? And why? Like, what are the causes? Yeah. What are the causes? Because it could be any number of things, right? Isolation, 
being with somebody you hate, you know, trapped and in I space. And I think that's what he's doing. I don't think he, I don't think Eger is even though I think he just. Yeah. It, it's for up to your interpretation because like it yeah. works whatever it works, whatever way you want to talk to it and like why why would you, thank God he hasn't like I, that's what I like just musicians anybody like. It's yeah. it's it's about what we want it to be about. Well, in any There's anything he says, it's gonna it's gonna take away something Skew from your somebody. Experience, yeah. Well, somebody was looking at it a completely different way and got meaning out of it. It was completely meaningful for them, and it, that it meant that this thing. And if they would, you know, the artist would have just left it alone. Yep. It could have continued to be magical for this person, but because that artist came out and said it means this, which is something completely different, yeah. it kind of ruins it forever. You know? know, it's like. No, so I'd I'd rather it be. Uh, ambiguous as well. I think there's lots yeah. of ambiguity in this movie. All right. So yeah, you'll... kudos to the the acting performances and and uh, yeah, man, it's just it's out there. Super. Out it there. is out there. And like and like, I'll tell you, this is this. You know, it, talking about it and breaking it down makes you think about it even more. Yeah. It makes you pick up on things you didn't think of confirmations or no I was wrong there or what so like then it makes me now it does make me want to just go one final viewing to pick up on things that you had mentioned that I didn't necessarily find impactful the first time around so do it with this in mind because here's like the top four or five things the internet says about what it all means so the first theory is it's all Greek mythology right we kind of talked about this already that Ephraim is Prometheus he's uh, punished for wanting to take the light right Um, he wanted to go to the the light room, the lamp room, mm-hmm. lantern room, rather. Um, and so he gets the Promethean fate because that's what happened to Prometheus, and he's a stand-in okay. for Prometheus. The Thomas is Pro, uh, Proteus. So Proteus in Greek mythology was a prophecy-telling ocean god who serves uh, Poseidon. So Poseidon's the god of the sea. That would be the storm that got conjured up. The storm that got conjured up. So there's a theory that Thomas is Proteus, or represents Proteus, that he's prophecy telling like the real Proteus from the myth, uh, because he predicted the Promethean fate that uh, Ephraim was gonna have. Right, he he called his shot. He mm-hmm. said, "I wish you a Promethean fate." And that's how he died. So he's uh, Proteus because he's a prophet, and he serves the sea god. And that he conjured the storm. That he conjured the storm that um, kept him trapped on the island. That Thomas's character did. Okay. Um, and uh, what else? Oh, there's uh, kind of a theory just around like the the light and illumination, just kind of how that's a stand-in for man's obsession with uh, enlightenment, or okay. like a quest for knowledge, right? And that's sort of the same thing with Kiss Me Deadly. Yeah, it's a... same thing with Kiss Me Deadly. Like, well, they're showing the the light is not what's important. It's what you were talking about earlier with Nope before we started on air. Is is the the since the beginning of time, humans have been fascinated with, with the, you know, the like the, the rubbernecking, the the wanting, oh yeah, everything, wanting something to be so special, wanting to spectacle, the, yeah, the spectacle, spectacle. Yeah, yeah, spectacle, yeah, and and maybe that's what I don't know, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's. I uh, see that like that. So all these are making sense. Yeah. Um, God, there wasn't one person that thought it was just one dude. Going <laughs> well, no, like <laughs> came along something similar, but not. <laughs> Not that, but... I was way off. So, like, um, man's, like, uh, quest over to defeat nature, right? To harness nature, to control nature is really about man 
not want to think too much about his own death, right? Try and, if you can control nature, then you can master your own death, right? Um, and so, like in creating the atom, the atom bomb, like we, we have to pursue these knowledge to its uttermost point, I mean, to the point where we can smash an atom. At what yeah. cost, right? It's yeah, always it's, at it's what always, cost. This pursuit, this pursuit of this thing, it's, if you, is what's unknown. The saying? What's the saying though, where they say, "Just because you can do it, doesn't mean you doesn't shouldn't." Doesn't mean you should do it. Right, and that's um, so. And kiss me deadly, like this case that has this Pandora's box, Pandora's box, which yeah. we think is yeah. some kind of atomic weapon or uh-huh. staying in for an atomic or plutonium weapon. or radiation or something important yeah. yeah it's and it's like the one thing they're all questing for yeah but it's the one thing that man created trying to mess with nature yeah. and just he created something too too powerful right yeah. he, he messed well with, you, 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 you you took you, it too far you you created something that humans cannot be trusted with right so because it has power so the parallel with power the parallel here to this movie is that so that that like the atomic uh, power, the light that is a stand-in for like illumination or knowledge, right? And it, in that movie, it was an atomic bomb, sure, but it also represented like man's quest for ultimate knowledge. Well, we don't know what it was, but yeah, yours makes more sense. It could have been anything, right? Something Cold um, War, right? Wait, wait, they just knew it would scare. They didn't have to have a right. You have to know what the boogeyman was. You were just like, ooh, you know. So that's an interpretation. Same though, thing here. This movie Same is thing that here. like you don't know what's right. What's he? What he's seen. Um, and neither does Robert Egan. <laughs> you think he had? Yeah, I mean. No, that's all. You don't need. You don't need it. You don't think he had ideas about what this was supposed to mean, like in in mind? I don't think he knew what was in that light. I don't think. I think it was just. No, I don't think he knew what was in the light. I think it was a, a stand-in, like I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. But yeah. I'm saying like because of that, you we don't need to see what they're seeing. No. That's all I'm saying. No, that's. Beside the point. It yeah. is beside the yeah. point. It's just like Kiss Me Deadly. Like, you don't need to know what it is. It's the same. So that's why I was just drawing the, the comparisons here. Same. Right, right. Okay. Same We're on the same, yeah. same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like a Freudian lens you can look at this thing at, mm-hmm. where the lighthouse is this like phallic symbol, right? Looks well, and he like Eggers said that he constructed it to look like an erect penis. When there was supposed to even a, be a scene where, where should, he's erect and then, yeah. Yeah, the, maps yeah. from the lighthouse to, to yeah, Patterson Robert Pattinson. Yeah. 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 But the financiers um, cut that out. Shut off. that one down, yeah. Um, so Thomas, in this case, is the father. Ephraim is the son. The light is the mother. And Thomas even calls the lighthouse her, and it equates it to a, a wife. So the theory is that Ephraim has an uh, Oedipal fixation with Thomas. Yeah, I, yeah. Who's that's... like this... Uh, Guy he ad- both admires and hates at the same well, like time. Well, he's, he's, he's very, like, a, like, if you didn't have a father, he'd be, like, at that time, that'd be, like, a guy that, like, this is probably, like, it's just a gruff old bastard. You yeah. Know, one leg, and he just, like, and then Pattinson's trying to be super manly because he didn't have a dad, like, so there's that whole, like, yeah. problem there. Yeah, you know? and he's definitely a father figure for sure. Yeah. Um, or stand-in for a father figure right. to him. Right, Um, And, like, he wants to be validated by him, but he also wants to bang his mom which is the light right right so that's the the Oedipus, the true oedipus the complex. true oedipus yeah. complex well it's both things right but it's yeah so he's trying to get to the light that's the mother uh thomas is his father okay yeah and he's yeah okay that um, makes sense too yeah and then we talked about this that they're two parts of the same person that thomas is maybe uh the id and ephraim is like the ego or the okay. superego 
right? I don't know. Um, All of those work, which is awesome. Yeah. And then, I mean, those are kind of the big ones. I mean, there's just a lot of talk about uh, the influence of, like, Carl Jung on the, his his stuff and um, use of symbols, like, you know, the keyholes being, like, vaginal and, like, lighthouse oh, being, like, a... erect penis. Right, right, right. And then the, uh, the, the little mermaid, like, trinket thing, the masturbation. There's a, there's a lot of... Uh, Archetypal sexual, stuff in there. Yeah, and very... Um, but what I liked about it is very... Um, uh, like, look, we, you know, in, in, in America especially, we for some reason, we don't, a lot of stuff is taboo. But, like, just primal, very primal. Yeah. Like, if you're going through that and you're hammered and you're, like, just when he's... Like, down, like, like when he's masturbating that mermaid, you're, you're down at your desperate, most primal... Basest, your brain is, basest yeah, you're instincts, an ape. Yeah, yeah. You're an ape again. And so you're, you're looking for food, you're looking for water, and you're looking to get off. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and that was, like... You could smell that. I mean, it was it was. He didn't he didn't try to mince over that, which I appreciated. It was just savage, raw, oh, yeah. primal, and I'm like, that's the way that it would be. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. So right. He he's very uh, very realistic. Like like. Eggers. Yeah, like I mean, yeah. yeah, there's some sci-fi shit there, but like, overall, man, the the the, the other aspects of it are legit. Like. It's, it grounded, looks like you, grounded like I in said, reality. Like we could walk out your front yard and be watching all of this happen. Well, that's, I mean, that's what makes all that... Same with the Northman. That's what makes all that supernatural shit hit even harder, right? Is that the, yeah. it is otherwise so grounded in reality, and then he slips in these supernatural elements where people are hallucinating, or you think they're hallucinating, or, you know, there's this well, Lovecraftian love stuff so that's, that happens. That's the, that's the, that's the uh, missing link. Like, you don't know where he's at in his head like with sci-fi the storytelling the, like and so but then he realizes it again that's besides the point like he's making yeah. art like so this dude makes art he doesn't he he has a vision he wants to 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 a story to tell but i feel like the most important thing to him is the 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 visuals of it all like, i think i'm not i don't want to discount the that pacing. i think he's got something to say though like, oh, i think 100%. there's 100% i think there's he, there's, he there's uses a there there everything to like He's a perfectionist. Oh yeah. And I love that. Yeah. So it's a, and, and, and you you it's, he's very obsessive. Yeah. And 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 for a person that is obsessive and detailed and like weird like yeah. So and that maybe that's why not, I get anxious watching his stuff. Not a it, wasted shot. And yeah. then like every shot, like I said, looks like an oil painting. Like yeah. It's crazy. It's just very like for, it's he his stuff makes me very anxious. Northman same thing like but it, like in a good not in a bad way just a. Like you said, it's a feeling, right? So I don't give a shit if it's good or bad. If something makes me feel, I like it. Yeah. So with that said, is this a vouch? Yeah, man. It's a it's a weird vouch, though. Like, I just want to preface it by saying, like, look. <laughs> like, well, clearly, if you've listened to this whole thing, uh, you're going to be in on it, I would assume. Uh, or you've just watched it because we've posted it. Um, but, yeah. It's... It's not for the if, faint if, of heart. Yeah, man. If you like, like, if you're in, like... Like, like I just talked about, and we we talk about this. If you if you're into getting a reaction from art and and having some of those moments that, as you get older, are fewer and far between, and there's very few things as a as a middle aged male now, uh, that 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 will still get that like yeah feeling again. And generally, like like I've told you, with me, it's generally music, uh, or a certain per like a certain actor or a certain thing, you know. But this dude like evokes a mood. 
Yeah, and like the thing is, is like I don't even consider him like that's when like oh it's like I don't consider him movies. No. He's beyond the movie thing. Do you know what I mean? So like yeah, it's I wouldn't say like oh the the Northman's one of my favorite movies. The Northman is one of my favorite pieces of art that I've ever like right seen. Right. Like to me, like I'm not a painting guy. Like I mean, I respect you. Say like holy shit, that's talent. Yeah. But I'm not a like I've never been like that's not my jam. Like I don't get how people go look at paintings and and just like think it's the greatest thing in the world right because my brain doesn't think that way i'm not knocking that because i do things that don't but like this his films are the closest thing in a long time other than like maybe david lynch makes me feel the same way and it and it is like it, it's it's like a painting on, on you know what i mean it's a it's, like a it's a oil painting came to life it's a, it, dude it's a it's just like to me that's a motion picture yeah it's a very like a legitimate motion it's a picture. very rich experience yeah dude it's yeah. like drinking heavy cream yeah man or eating a good meal or like yeah yeah and the same thing is like when you when you have a really rich meal like a little bit goes a long way for right? a while right and like maybe once a year you have it that sits really, with you for a while too and you're like you, you can never still taste it. it for a while 100 and that's that's how this is too that's it's, how he is with everything yeah i mean yeah he uh he puts some stuff in your head that you know you won't shake anytime soon yeah no but i and i like that um and i like the fact that he's not afraid to do that but i at the same time like i mean what the fuck <laughs> i mean it's just that movie this movie is bonkers like the first time i saw it that was my reaction the right. more i've seen it the more i've looked at it through these different uh you're able lenses to look past and thought about it and like shot. knowing that like, look, if you if you saw The Witch, I mean, it's it's see, a New England folktale movie, and you know the. Um, Am I going the North, in the right direction? The Northman is too. Things you think going backwards. Um, I don't know that it matters okay. that much. Um, like, is The Witch just going to be crazy? Like, I mean, You'll is let, this the craziest one? This is the crazy. Yeah, The Witch is crazy in a different way. Okay. This okay. is this is more consistently crazy. We'll say that The okay. Witch, the ending of The Witch, though. Okay. All right. Yeah, but. Go and, and, and watch that, but I don't I don't even forgot what I was even saying before that. No, uh, we were talking we were talking about about well the, the overall just the meaning like the way that he does things. Mm-hmm. So like the the just meaning on top of meaning on top of meaning on top of meaning on top of meaning. Yeah. And then we went There's on a lot this side to, road talking. It doesn't even on. matter what we the overall thing of this podcast to me is just the the experience this this guy creates like we're talking about it being a, a motion picture like all of his pictures they're all like the ones that i've seen are completely different in terms of look and feel mm-hmm. some of the same elements yes some of the same multiple meanings or whatever uh, but like when you this see a robert dude, eggers like, film you know you're watching robert eggers film correct but yeah. at the same time like to, to to me to watch the northman first and then come back to this i mean that's talent like that dude is talented, yeah, and he's not wish. for everyone, but for 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 people that appreciate art and movies and cinema and cinema photography. He's and, gonna take and, you on a, a ride. I yeah, mean, dude, and, he's and, and take he, you on and, a he ride. Take, and he takes risks. He's risky. I uh, like it. Yeah. And there's gonna be some stuff that he does that we don't like, but I'll still like him because he took the chance. Yeah, you he's know? gonna be around around for a long time. He's just uh, in his late. 30s now you know three yeah. films in and they've he's three for three in, in my book um he he will he will be a critically acclaimed 
writer slash director is his whole career if he's if he sticks and continues to grow and take he's got to take chances yeah like just keeps pushing which he's done i mean everyone is a totally different i think he's on the front end of uh you know one of the greatest careers maybe it just kind of you have that For sense of excitement of about about him yep. and uh yeah i mean this yeah i mean he's one of those dudes now he's like he's like wes anderson to me now i'm gonna see like i want to see all of his movies yeah just because he's like it's he's it's there's no there's that's genuine i mean he's got a mission he doesn't care if you like it he's gonna do what he wants to do i like that i like cowboys like that. he's got a he's just got a vision and he's gonna see it through yeah you know and then i love how he comes out and critics like he dumps all over the 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 norseman and and about things that he doesn't like about it and and other films this is the only film that he was like no i it's perfect he's happy with how it came out (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. so um (laughs) yeah yeah i mean um god bless him what else uh anything else about about this one no man i i like i said i vouch uh but with with just be warned be warned be warned and And i i do i think i think don't judge us for liking this movie (laughs) more uh i like this movie more every time i watch it i'm telling you i get i get i extract more and more out of it and there's so many different layers to this thing and ways you can look at it and i i think that uh there is a there there like i think he's I think there's a, some things he's trying to say, and we've kind of covered some of that at, at the end here and some of the analysis. But I think more than anything, um, it's, a, it's a piece of, of folklore, right? It's it's the story he's telling is about something supernatural that happens to these guys on a lighthouse, right? And to me, to me, I think it's well, he's taking it's a, that an curse. Age old, he, yeah, he's taking an age-old tale, yeah, and turning it into awesomeness, like yeah. just something very simple. But like, no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take this and and make you go through the journey. <laughs> That's what he he get he takes you on a journey in every movie. Yeah. And that that, I mean that's cool too. So like, but it's like he that dude pays attention to every. There's not one thing where he, I guarantee he's never been like, oh that's good enough. Let's just yep, forget it. We'll just use that. I, I don't think that ever no. happens. No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before you? Uh... You challenge me? No, man. You checking out anything I, new lately, or? Uh, no. I've, I've I went down a I went down a rabbit hole. Uh, the last month, I took a deep dive on uh, the band Little Feet. Oh yeah. Did you ever get into Little Feet at all? No, I've heard of them though. Okay, I've... that may be a, a future because like they're they're. So, the first I want to say he died. Uh, we'll save this for another pocket. But anyway, so I, I did a deep dive on Little Feet, that, and then I a long overdue deep dive, uh, and I'm embarrassed that I had never done so, is um, so J.J. Kale. Have mm. you ever listened to any of J.J. Kale stuff? I don't think so. So he's like a, uh, one of Neil Young's favorite guitarists, a uh, huge hero of Mark Knopfler and Eric Clapton. Okay. He originally wrote uh, Call Me the Breeze, after midnight, cocaine, you like, like him if he's got down. an affiliation with Eric Clapton. Well, the thing is, is like it, I love listening to him because it just makes me hate Eric Clapton more. Because Eric Clapton pretty much just took his like bit his whole, he just bit hard on, on JJ Kale. Oh really? Uh, but it, but so, uh, handful of songs I had had heard and like because you always read like these music snobs are always like oh JJ Kale you know so I, went into Little Feet into JJ Kale and and like, I don't know it's been like, 
10 days and I've already bought like eight kale Oh, albums. you got sucked like, so, in, huh? Yeah, dude. He's like a, uh, he, he gives me the same feeling as I get when I listen to, uh, like Lou Reed and John Prine. Okay. Like that kind of, but he's like, there's no genre. It's like blues, jazz, rock, country, just, mm. I don't know. Cool, cool stuff. So yeah. Both that that has been a lot of fun the last because uh, I did it like on vacations where I had some time just had my earbuds in or whatever and then stumbled and then so I went little feet hard for a couple weeks and now I'm right in the middle of kale and, I'm, and it's it's nice to like discover for me new like to where I mean I knew like little feet like Willin and and you know handful of songs but I never mm-hmm. you know you just it happens yeah and then something jogs your memory and you're like oh yeah oh so I'm like album and I mean I'm I'm talking like especially with like little feet like albums one through five yeah you don't you just put them on like i just put them on and i think uh like albums. music comes to you when you're ready for it maybe you weren't ready for it until this this true, point true it and, seems and, like and, it's and vibing it's, pretty good for you right now though. yeah it's like weird like i'm not a i'm not a i'm not a southern rock guy yeah like no, i don't dislike it but like i've never been able to get into like the southern rock or the kind of like bluesy stuff but like the little feet is is pretty cl- like it pushes up to that and yeah. then even jj kale with like the jet so i'm like oh like maybe this is my way you know and like yeah. leon russell my maybe uncle i've been putting up walls really unnecessarily good. and i like yeah so i'm yeah, yeah. so i'm yeah. like that's i think that's yeah. what's exciting i'm like yeah this is awesome you're surprising yourself with i'm it. surprising myself and yeah. it's it, like it, it's uh it's, i'm happy yeah. <laughs> so it like gives you an extra boost like yeah during the day i'm like oh turn on my little jbl <laughs> you know whatever that little thing clip thing i have in my office and just let those albums ride. It just kind of calms you down. So I that's have to check it out. That's what I've been. Yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. I've been. Well, how about you? And I know you. Well, you've been uh, reading a pretty long book. Oh yeah, I just got started on that one. No, I don't have anything to say about that. Nothing but special uh, yet. No, um, it's just kind of too hard to read on vacation. Just we had you tried but... stuff going on nonstop every day. Um, no, I mean I. I finished uh stranger things like the rest of the world and i have not yet. watching I'm... better call saul right okay. now um okay. I'm, I'm, I'm on episode four of stranger things um it's 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 good man it's it's, they... it's starting to kind of move that like it's kind of the first four i've been kind of like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's like slow but like i think it's starting to it gets better yeah it gets better and i just i'm in it for the nostalgia and the music and everything yeah. and but dude, they so like the only thing that made me mad is it's like could you be more obvious that you were ripping off freddy krueger like my God, it was like almost like, come on. Guys. Well, and uh, Robert England plays a character in that oh, show this season too. Not not the guy who looks like Freddy Krueger. Yeah, Vesna, right? Krueger. You think um, Vesna looks like yeah. Freddy Krueger? Yeah. Well, he uh, is. I mean, he's the he like can, the dreams or the thoughts like he's yeah. very Freddy Kruegerish. Yeah, no, I yeah I agree with that. Like, That's probably why much, they so. they well they I mean they're not shy about no. their influences are or anything. No, but they've been like more subtle like in you know like right. and now it's just like oh we're just gonna straight take a storyline from. Directly from yeah, yeah. yeah. Lift, but I'm lift it, it directly. I'm not trashing it at all. Um, yeah, that was good. No, um, what else am I watching? I'm uh, watching Virgin River with my wife. Um, what is that? <laughs> oh boy, you don't even want to know. It's on Netflix. <laughs> Season four just dropped, and like her and my grandma watch it and talk about it. It's awfulness. Is it a, it's just like so a bad. drama or documentary? Yeah, dude, total like, like small a... town, and like she's a city doctor that comes to the small town, right. falls in love with this ex military guy it's like a gruff barkeep you know <laughs> total lifetime like All just Markman. lifetime with better writing you know Christ. all right but the women seem to go crazy about it really yeah i don't know i never heard of it. my wife never well never don't heard, say never, don't ask no i, I will not <laughs> no um 
One show I did want to mention, though, is The Old Man. With oh, Brad. I've been watching it. Have you been watching uh, it? So don't tell me. i got to watch the last two episodes. I won't. You're, but li- I you're liking it, though? Oh, yeah. How intense was that first episode? Dude, I just love those dogs. Yeah, those dogs Dave are pretty Carol. cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just love the human names. Human names. It's the best when people name their... Oh, uh, dude, I know. Yeah. I know. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's and uh, um, I guess, you know, he had lymphoma. Well, and he had to stop. They stopped, so they filmed after a little three, bit. After three, right? Yeah, because he got can- he had cancer and COVID, like, and then yeah, now he came back and yeah, I guess he was pretty much on his deathbed once yeah. he got the COVID. Once he, you know, on top of it, yeah, he on top of the he chemo. Not, yeah, um, I love that man. But yeah. he's starting to become a caricature of Jeff Bridges, like his, his, his man. Yeah, yeah, like, like his the, movements and his eyes and blink. It's because yeah. he's an old man, so he's got all these ticks, and they kind of like. I think when we're old, become really old men, we're just exaggerated versions of ourselves. Correct, you yes. know, that's what's going on with him, but. Boy John Lithgow in that as well. Fire. Yeah, and, the whole cat. And, 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 and then uh, uh, what's her the name? The daughter. I can't. I don't I know what her real name is, but she she's is great. Fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, I don't have anything else. If you don't, we can wrap it up here. Yeah, man. I uh, so like the next one may be a little weak. Uh, oh wait, wait, wait. I'm challenging you. You right? got to challenge me before we I'm wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Okay. You could have just let me because now you, now you. That's what I thought you said. So now. No, no, no. Sorry. Hey, you're uh, say, oh, we're gone. Bye. No. Wasn't thinking. Go ahead and <laughs> issue me a challenge. No. Uh, so, uh, I was thinking about this, and I had a couple of things. And then after, like, this, your challenge, I'm like, you know what? I just want to have some lighthearted fun. Okay, probably gonna need to recover from it. And it's, yeah, and, and it'll it'll probably be a quick episode. But, like, this is one of my all-time favorite movies, and, you're, and people make fun of me. But it literally has been my favorite movie since uh, I saw it for the first time. When it came out, I think I went to the theaters with my mom and my grandma. Okay. And then I watched it again at a buddy's house uh, in high school after a party. Like after we, like yeah. uh, my buddy James like threw it on. I think it was even on Laserdisc. But he'll, I know if he's listening, he'll be like, "No, it wasn't Laserdisc. We had a Laserdisc, Bob, but that was a VHS tape. So I think it was on VHS." <laughs> okay. But uh, it's it's uh, you may have seen this. It came out in like '94ish. James Garner, Jack Lemmon, Dan Aykroyd. It's called. My fellow Americans. No. Have you ever seen it? I've never seen it. Okay. This is legit, like, just a fun comedy. Like slapstick comedy? Yeah, okay. So here's the the premise. So uh, Dan Aykroyd is the current president. Mm -hmm. And then the the two past presidents are James Garner and Jack Lemmon. Yeah. And Jack Lemmon's a Republican. James Garner's a Democrat. They hate each other because they, like, ran against each other and, like, their whole... So, and Dan Aykroyd was... Uh, I forget whose vice president he was. I think he was, uh, yeah, he was um, Jack Lemmon's vice president. So anyway, Dan Aykroyd's the president, two ex-presidents. There's a president that dies. They go to the funeral or whatever. Well, then basically what's happening is the current president, uh, well, you'll see what happens, but there's been some some shady dealings, and they're trying to blame it on the ex-presidents. Okay. And then they can make the ex-presidents disappear and, like, everything will be clean and clear. Gotcha. So... Oh, so they're, like, the fall guys? Yeah. Okay. And... Okay. Dude, it's just vintage James Garner... James Garner and Jack Lemmon together. It's one of... the, the And the reason... This is the reason I love the movie. Is like, look, it's... Like, when you see it, it's just... Dan Aykroyd's in it, too? Dan Aykroyd plays the president. The president. Yeah. So, like, look, it's a silly movie. I'm not... There's yeah. no... There, we're not gonna have a deep cut, but, like... Right, right, right. It's just a well-written 90s, like funny comedy yeah, yeah. Like just it apparently went under the radar because i didn't i don't yeah a lot of, most people i don't haven't, think i even heard of this movie but most people all like 
recommend it. They're like, what? And then they'll watch it. And like, it's just like, it's just a fun, it's, Kristen and I have probably seen it 300 times. It's one of our favorite movies. And, and it's, it's just like, if you like James Garner and you like Jack Lemmon, like at their comedic best, mm-hmm. the two of them, and you know, you got the, the mm-hmm. dueling political thing. So there's this whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just, it's just right. a fun, it's just I'll a fun. It. No, that's yeah. probably the perfect uh, palate cleanser after. <laughs> yeah. Like just, uh... just some of the lines in there and like the writing and the, and I don't understand, like I think on Rotten Tomatoes pans it, it gets like 46% or whatever, but like, I don't know. It, right. You may hate it, but I figure, you know what? That'll just be a fun one to just yeah. watch and laugh and then talk about what could not be said now. Like, there's some great jokes in there that, oh, that, that well, wouldn't even fly now. Would never make it. Yeah, yeah like, not even now. Yeah. Just because it's not, they're not even that bad, but for the time, like, just... We'll have to make sure that you repeat those along with talking about Ted Kaczynski in the next episode <laughs> of Secret well, Sources. Like, well, it's like that, uh, what's that? Uh, I think you should leave. Do you watch that? Uh, Have no. you seen any of it? Oh no. my god, okay. There may be... A channel, a future channel. Oh, dude, it's one of the funniest... All right, well, we already got on one for next episode. No, I know, we'll stop. All right. Now I'm just and, verbal diary. I'll shut up now. Babe. Anything Good night, else? everybody. Or good day, good morning, whenever you're listening. <laughs> All right, this is Ben and Bob sending out an SSOS. See ya. <laughs>